Episode 91 of the <clears throat> Number Podcast. I have our theme music playing in my head. I don't even know. Do we still use that theme music? Yeah, but it's okay. on every episode. I'm glad you listened In to my it. head, I was it's like just episode. singing the theme song in my it's head. It's been so long since I've listened to the podcast. I don't know. It's, yeah. There's intro and outro music on every one of them. Oh, yay. I edited. Sorry. That's, that's still that. That's the, huh? That's still that. Dun, 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 I think we could actually pay for some music. What? I'll buy I love it. that music. I love that intro. I went through a ton You love this tablecloth, too. So that, you know. Hey, hey, I bought this tablecloth. You, you tablecloth. watch yourself. All right. That intro, I went through a lot of free music on that free music. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Our kid will sing it every now and then. She knows exactly when it's our stuff. That's hilarious. Or, anyways. What if we write a song? I've had a lot of sugar today. That's probably a bad idea. We probably should not write a song. I'm very bouncy today. I'm I've had a lot of sugar. Whoa. This is why if you hear the ice in my water jug in a minute, it's because I'm trying to counterbalance. In your juice jug. No, 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 no. It's actually way more water than juice. I just cannot drink plain water. Gotcha. It's not gin and juice. No, okay. it's not. Although after the day Facebook I had. Facebook user says, hi, Michelle. Let's find out who Ooh, it might be Gina. Business. Yeah, probably. It's probably it's I don't know. Gina's. It's, it's Ilana. It's Ilana. Gina's normally really good about putting her name after her post. Although lately it's shown up. Oh, look. It's in blue. It's, it's the podcast that yeah. exists but doesn't exist yet. And Kyle yeah. Phillips said shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So let's get our. Uh, our, our let's do two of our sponsors and sponsors. then we'll bring our guests in and talk about our third. Okay. Meh. Uh, all right. So if you are looking for a high quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available or you can pick, you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit lsreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Tuesday, James Smith, but I have a shitload of people. That have been waiting for a couple of months. That was in response to when is Robert finally getting his PVC? I know yeah. that you're We got excited. our second confirmation today from the shipping company um, uh, that they're coming on Tuesday. Robert's going to be like uh, like one of those Middle Eastern sheiks. Like once that PVC comes in, just be like the richest man around. I, I, I'm going to come home every day with so much PVC in my beard. You're gonna have so many people like contacting you wanting to buy PVC. So today I was making holiday stuff for the um the farmers market that Rachel that you guys are gonna help Rachel with this weekend. I guess. Uh, well, if y'all aren't, you need to let her know because she's kind of relaxed. Maybe you're supposed to let her know that. Um, but we're leaving early Saturday. We we'll figure it out. Anyway, if not, if, <laughs> if she just needs to know, so she yes. can line someone else up. Yeah. Um. Kyle Phillips, yes, he does white white PVC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all I've been able to do lately. Um, fuck. Off. Oh, I was, you know, it has all the little small hole where the writing and stuff is, and yeah. I blow it out with the air gun. And yeah, I you cut, blow it. I cut a full sheet of that today. Nice. So when I was blowing all that out, I was we got ready to go to lunch, and I went to the bathroom to wash my hands, and I was like, holy shit. Well, like Santa Claus. <laughs> so much white PVC in my beard, my hair. Oh. It's been rough, though. It's uh, Heidi said the wood deer looked good. They are. Yeah, I got their shit. I already sold all those. Um, That's awesome. I need to sell some rat racks, though. <laughs> Kyle's like, needs white. That way he can count the mites. There you go. Oh. <laughs> they, they've been rough this year. They, they just, oh, fucking mites. I, um, so I just sold two more. 
So I have three more six tub rat racks, fully built, plumbed tubs, everything. Yeah, so you need a rat rack. And then I have ten with no tubs, but but, but water system. And then I have two or three that are plumbed for water, but no nipples. No, no nipples. No nipples. No tubs. No nipples is no fun. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. The nipples are priced accordingly. You don't know what nipples are? I, figure, no, I know you know what I nipples know, are. James. So the thing that water comes through, and the, for the route, what are you talking about? I'm going to hit you with my shoe. I don't understand. I think we're having two different conversations. And Heidi, wait till you see the Christmas tree I did today when we get it painted tomorrow. It's a three, 3D Christmas tree. Ooh, how big is it? <laughs> Kyle Phillips. Kyle, that was like a lifetime ago. I didn't even know he'd ever been on. I guess it was I before. Either. I know it was, it was before. It was way before y'all. It was way. It was uh, our first like guest. Our, our first time, first guest. Our first um, listener. Oh, that we had on. Nice. It was a lifetime ago when it comes to this podcast. But you were not a bad. guest. I've not had a bad guest. Well, I think no. you were not the bad guest. <laughs> Everyone can go try to figure it out. Listen to all the episodes. See if you can figure out the bad guest. <clears throat> it's gonna be tonight's guest. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to that, let me go. Uh, Wiregrass Exotics, our friends over at Wiregrass Exotics, uh, Dallas and Amanda Rua. If you're in southeast Alabama or around Georgia, Florida, that area, go visit them in Ozark, Alabama. Check out their shops, see their, their hots, get, uh, get some feeders, tons of feeders. They have great uh, deals for feeders. Wiregrass Exotics in Ozark, Alabama. Uh, also, I just want to point out, we'll talk more about them. I, I know they're not a sponsor, but I still love the sign. Every time I walk in here and I see it, it's amazing. So, Focus Cube, not a sponsor, but we got this from them. Focus cute habitats. They're good people. And we'll talk about them more in a little bit. I'm just, I'm sorry. This person's name on Facebook just made me shame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Her name is Precious. Too hot. But it's T-O hot. Instead of T-O-O hot. And then her comment. Anyway, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> we can get down people on Facebook later, too. Let's go ahead and bring in our guest before we get to our other sponsor, because we can talk about our other sponsor with our guest. Our guest tonight, and I brought him in, there we go, is JT Tomlinson from Reptichip. How's it going, JT? Hey, happy to be here. So talkative. Could you please let us talk? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Shush. So our, our other sponsor, <laughs> our other sponsor is uh, the Herp Reptile Shows, which if you're wanting to get one into, uh, into a show soon, there's only two coming up, right? There is Austin. December 4th and 5th. Mm-hmm. And there is Slidell, December 11th and 12th. That's it. And then it's the new year. And, and then, then we get. I think we have like two weeks off at the beginning of the year, and then we start like four or five shows in a row. Yeah, it's Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Longview, yep. Texas, Conroe, Texas, and then like a week off in the New Orleans. So yeah. Conroe, though, Did January 29th, 30th. Out. What? Okay, maybe I didn't. Maybe I said it in my head. Okay. You said something, but I, I had just had a parent text me, so. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. But uh, <laughs> so come, the reptile show is coming soon. But what I really want to talk about is what we did this past weekend. Yeah, it was uh, three fun. of it us. Was so fun. JT was there. We were at the grand opening of the Herps Exotic Reptile and Pet Shop. Like See, I got it. You guys weren't there Friday night when we had dinner with Chris. Oh yeah, I knew. and he basically ran the people at the table off next to us with all of his bitches and hoes. And oh my god, <laughs> it was Chris, that's our. Buddy, Chris Eaton from Snakes yeah. and the Fat Man. He got to come down to Texas. Bad company. Bad company. <laughs> <laughs> and then we realized we we were we'd been done eating for like an hour and a half. 
And we looked around, and they all the ta- table chairs are on the tables, and they were they're just like fucking standing there looking at us. These assholes oh, just go ahead and leave. So I just pulled a twenty out and threw an extra twenty on the table, and we yeah. left. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, we were just those people. That's rough. This weekend was for a small shop. It was packed, and it was yeah. packed with vendors. Like all, all the herbs vendors were there, but there were a ton of people. Oh yeah, they gave away was it fifty. Uh, Herps bucks. I missed all that. Sometimes. It was the there first. Were, it was there were fifty drawings. The that first, were done. The 50 first adults fifty adults in. in. So they didn't count kids. And, and I it think was it was only minutes. one per family. Yeah, and it was in ten minutes. They were all gone. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They wouldn't. They wouldn't let vendors. Um, I hid in the turtle room for the first couple of hours because. See, and I was in I the like Wallaby crowds. room. That is Michael Pinnell and I both like looked at each other at the same time, and I was like, "There are too many people." He's like, "Yep." <laughs> you know let's what? Mike, go outside. You know what? Michael Pinnell does really well. Clean windows. Clean windows. That Way to go, Michael so Pinnell. Way good. to clean some windows. But, but we were gonna try to get outside, but people were coming in, so we just like hopped into the Wallaby room instead, and we hung out in there for a while. Yes, their store. In case anybody doesn't has a Wallaby room. Literally, yeah, literally a room was in the Wallaby room for a long time. Joe yeah. was in there. Joe hung out. My daughter I'm pretty hung sure out. our daughter was in there all day. Like, I'm pretty sure she was, like, moving in. The cool kids are in the tortoise room, though. Yeah. That's where, uh, that's where JT hung out. Was JT was there. A, a little bit. I was only there for a few hours. But, uh, yeah, it's, they got, well, they got the Wallaby room. They got the tortoise room. They got the chinchilla room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a break room where you guys were camped out doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knows how many interviews and stuff in there? Uh, they've got like three back rooms. I was surprised with the uh, when you look at it from the outside, it really doesn't look that big, but it's like amazing. It's insane. Well, and on top of that, they're they're planning on getting the space next to it in mm-hmm. the future, so they're going to yeah. expand. So it's going to be even more. When the hell did the Howdy show up after I left? The Howdy's there. Yeah, they were there after you left. Huh. They came by. Oh, it must have. Yeah, it must have been like right after you left. We left about three thirty. Yeah, it was shortly after that. Got into a road rage incident on the way home. Uh oh. <laughs> I didn't and, hear about that. How'd that go? Um, I, I mean, mean, he's here, so it obviously that's true. He ended shot, well. He for shot the him. other person. They didn't shoot him. Is what I'm hearing. I uh, ended up in front, so I won. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> He wouldn't even look at me. I got next to him and looked over, and he was just like this. He wouldn't even. This he little, was a little tiny Asian guy. I was going to say, your truck was huge. <laughs> he wouldn't even he look at like, me, and I was like, God, so it's funny. Heidi typed in that thing. There's a bathroom full of Reptichip. There was, yeah. at, at, at the herb shop, yep. a bathroom full of Reptichip. Yep. I talked about that with Sean. I was like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're lacking storage, we can uh, cut down your numbers. No, 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 man. I need it. <laughs> really? Because uh, I know it absorbed odors and all that, but you've got like half a pallet in the bathroom. It really was. I should have just gone in there and built like a little castle. Yeah. There was enough yeah, of it. That would have like been like built it all igloo. around the toilet. Around the toilet. A little igloo, igloo around the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet throne. I'm like, no, man. And then I went to go piss. Push the handle down. It broke off, didn't it? Did you break it? I had to fix it at one point. So I broke it. Three times when I was there, yeah, but I fixed it three times. All three times, I had to fix the handle. I had to reach in the damn tank and pull the chain up and Mm -hmm. fix it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Sean's mom Anita helped me fix it that morning because I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't know that I was the only one that broke the fucking handle before the store opened. Like I freaked out. So don't use their bathroom. But other than that. Awesome shop. It's an awesome shop. <laughs> oh, so John Grant's on. I knew this. The all the all the the reptile chip in the bathroom is actually John Grant's. 
Okay, so somebody said Ooh. it's JT. JT, yeah, no, it's the other JT. And I was not like, JT. JT sells this. Why would his <laughs> stuff be it. in the bathroom? That's his warehouse. I don't understand. You didn't realize that right. the, well, they were supposed to get <laughs> it, but Herb's bathroom it is was the, mine at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's JT's, and now it's JT's. So but Lily was sick, so they yes. Didn't know. yes. So we missed the grants. Oh, we did. He was, was supposed to get some for me too. I, had, I was only there for a little bit, but we had a great time. That was like. Yeah. That was a blast. So it was cool hanging out with all the vendors and not having to worry about talking to customers. Yeah. It yeah. really was. Yeah. Well, we started yeah, when like, we get together outside and not worried about tables or selling anything or right. anything like that. And I still sold two racks while we were there. Nice. I brought two. That's true. Two, I brought two for a guy. And then when he got there, oh, man, I only have the money for one. Well, one of my really good customers was there. I looked at her and said, you want the other one? She's like, if it'll fit in my car, I'll take it. For the first uh, little bit while we were there, I did when it first opened. I started uh, helping bag frozen rodents, and then I, uh, I was a bad employee. I kind of quit on that. And I, I talked to, I mean, I talked to several customers. I sold a couple of snakes. Yeah, I talked uh, to folks about uh, some axolotls at one point. They're like, "Can we? Should we get an axolotl? We have little kids. Will they stress out? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, they will. Every because the axolotls are right outside the turtle room. Yeah. So every axolotl, every kid that would walk up, like, oh, there's a Minecraft kid. <laughs> oh man. Poor axolotls. <sighs> yeah, Minecraft is going to be the, the death of a lot of millions axolotls. of axolotls die in the next year. So they're endangered in the wild. Minecraft calls them to be endangered in captivity. <laughs> right. Really scary. Yeah. Um, so this weekend, Logan and I are going on that youth hunt. Yeah. They have freaking warthogs. Fuck yeah. In that unit. And there was four killed last weekend. Do you get to shoot one? We- yeah. If oh, we see yeah. them. I told Logan, I don't give a fuck about a deer. I don't care about pigs. I saw a fucked up looking deer on the way home. I was right. like. We're going out there, and I'm, I know the two units that they're in. We're going to try and get one of those units, and you're shooting a damn warthog, because when do you get to shoot a warthog? So I'm pretty sure pretty I saw cool. a really sick deer, like, right here out of our neighborhood. It was dark gray, and its face was bald. Oh. I was like, that doesn't look right. And it, it was at 4.30 in the afternoon on the side of the road eating. I'm like, I don't think this deer is doing so hot. I'm like, it's making bad decisions, and it looks fucked up. Yeah. Bad decisions. But we all do. <laughs> I, had a, I had a kid make the a bad decision The might have just today. been rough on him. I know the rut's been rough on me in my younger days. And I made him so, cry. So he uh, he might have just had a. I mean, I've had a, I've shot. I've seen bucks at the end of the rut where they're like one antlers broke off. They got scars all over their face from fighting, and they've yeah. just lost all this weight because they don't eat. Yeah, I beat the shit out of a deer during rut. Yeah, I used to have one at the zoo. I'd grab him by the antlers and shove his face in the dirt. And you do that a couple times, he leaves you alone. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight this guy. Uh, also at the shop this weekend, since the Howdies were here, I did want to talk about them. We got to see firsthand the new display counter at that shop, which is one of the most amazing things. I know JT, you looked at it a lot when you got there. Had that the built-in fan system to keep it cooled, also didn't overheat, especially at the top of the counter. Uh, it had like seven trillion pounds of dirt inside of it. Yeah, I would not want to try and move that thing. No, I think it's not going anywhere. It's, it's now permanently there i would Sean be a burrow in there uh like it was a very not only did it look good from the outside but it was a well thought out piece like it took you could tell just it took a lot of thinking through things to put it all together rob's probably like yeah i got this i could do it but like i'm like <laughs> so yeah, I'm, you really think about it like that's some serious i don't know because no, steven uh, the way I, steven's brain works on yeah. how he designs that stuff is completely different yeah. Then, like, what Robert does on it's, it's. I was looking at that and I'm like, I just, 
I can't sit still long enough to design something like that. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just all of the, um, you know, all of the, the, how clean the lines are and how everything just goes together. And- well, and he does all these, like, cut, these cutouts that go on top and right. make for the design that just always look so good, too. And that thing was probably eight foot long, four foot tall, and like 30 something inches front to back. Um, and it, I think about 18 inches deep of dirt in there for just two little lackeys. And it's cool because I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did, Sean's photos when they were putting yeah. together all the tunnels and stuff. And yeah, he took a yeah. venting tube, mm-hmm. uh, ran that down, then put the dirt around it. He put a, a hamster igloo hide. The tube runs into that so the dirt doesn't fill that hole. Um, and so they could dig down in there and the it holds the tunnels. And the one, the female was out running about for a big chunk of the day. Yeah. Um, but then it's got a heating panel in there. It's got a, a VivTech UVB bulb in there. Which is awesome. It's got mm-hmm. a heat bulb in there as well. And like I said, it's got built in basically air conditioning for the top to keep the whole thing from overheating because they're monitors. And so they've got that heat, that radiant heat panel at like 120 degrees. So it was just. Yeah, that was impressive. That was an awesome thing. And to see it in person, I've got to give the howdies. Every time I see them, I'm just amazed with what they, they're able to make. And again, it's, it's kind of like, uh, well, it's kind of before we got on here, Katie was talking about how she didn't realize how big Reptichip was, right? And, and, and it is. Y'all are everywhere. But when you think about it, it's really a small business based on people that work there, right? Well, yeah, we have um, we have Reptichip Centric. We probably have four employees, four full time employees, and maybe some some part time work. But uh, um, everything else is straight up distributors and reps that work for those distributors, but not an employment position. It's all just you know, sales to those guys. Yeah. And so when you talk about like uh, Focus Cube, Focus Cube has done such a good job of getting their name out there. So many people in the hobby know who they are, but it's just the howdies. It's it's Ashley and Steven. That's it. It's them and their little shop pumping out amazing high quality cages. And they've done such a good job. I tell uh, Brent is another one that I think is great about that over at Venom Life. Mm-hmm. It's just Brent and Woody. But like, if you were to look at it, it looks like that's a huge company and they've done such a good job. Yeah. With Brent and Woody. Well, I'll take it back. It's really just Woody. <laughs> and then Brent talks to people. <laughs> Brent's got the mind for it, though. He's oh, like, yeah. hey, yes. I've envisioned this, 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 and this. Yes. Um, now, Woody, go make it happen. When you get Brent. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of that. But, uh, <laughs> when you get Brent also, uh, in business mode. Exactly where he's going. Yes. yes. When you sharp. He's sharp. When you get him talking business, you realize, oh yeah, how freaking smart that guy is. Yeah, which we're actually supposed to do tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be coming oh, for lunch tomorrow. He's uh, yeah, he is one of those guys you, you're gonna have fun with. You're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna realize that he's is involved in business or has the uh, uh, fortitude for it as when. Uh, <laughs> When you really get them uh, on the business topic, and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like I completely <laughs> judged the book Matt's cover the first time I ever met him. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I was like, "I'm not gonna like this guy." Um, but he talks a lot, and you know, I never not to like Brent once you talk to him. I never really <laughs> spoke to him, right? And, From uh, a distance, and he, then he was on Snakes and the Fat Man. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy shit!" He said some inspirational shit. So I went up to him at the. For, the not this Lafayette, but the one before. And I told him that. And he about started crying. And we've been friends ever since. <laughs> I love Frank. 
Brett will be he's late like, for lunch. Nicest guy. <laughs> Who said that? Because he's probably right. Because it was supposed to be yesterday, but uh, his truck broke. Oh no! Um, yeah. I, I am. Uh, so it is kind of shocking when you think about at the Herb Show and all the vendors how many small businesses uh, really started around this hobby, and, and all these people that you meet at the shows, and they're successful small businesses. Like I said, the Howdies, Reptichip, uh, talk about Venom Life. Your business is just all these people you see at the shows. You talk about, and you realize that uh, they're doing pretty well, and they've started all these small businesses from really nothing. Uh, we, uh, Herb's Conroe was the original show, the first show uh, that Sean did, and we, I think, Rep to Chip, and well, I'm just speaking for Rep to Chip, but Rep to Chip in particular uh, probably owes Herb's Conroe. A, huge solid because we kind of got a lot of traction there um we all we were also doing an rbc but this is brand new and we're you know and i was doing snakes and stuff at the same time but uh as far as like the family unit that he quickly built with the herps community uh it really does feel like a family maybe like a Disjointed, uh, very know, dysfunctional. <laughs> hey, you speak for yourself. I'm quite functional, thank you. <laughs> well, well there, there you go. Then we're yeah, all functional, but you know, we just have different no, definitions of functional. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's everybody's different definition. Um. But I think that uh, Sean and Lori have uh, deserve a lot of props for that, what they built, because you can see from day, like, we we haven't missed a show since day one, uh, at least a Herb's Conroe show. I mean, I've missed plenty of other Herb's shows because he's expanded uh, so, so quickly, but also diligently. Uh, he really has created something. So when you talk about a lot of companies kind of coming up, from that, I think that purpose is the has shown that they're like that's the le- that's big that's legit. And he's not only created just a business, but he's created the you know the following, the lifestyle, a culture, a, you know, community, real community behind it. So uh, in that kind of environment, it's kind of. Uh, it's kind of, I won't say easy for businesses to flourish, but uh, it definitely lends to, it definitely fertilizes or incubates businesses to be able to launch uh, when you have that kind of, uh, uh, I guess, fertile ground. Yeah. I mean, with Sean, yeah, he's a show promoter, but he's a show promoter who wants every single one of his vendors to succeed before he succeeds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that yeah. shows with, I mean, well, you saw him at Temple. Yeah. Did you? You weren't well, at Temple? I, I've heard, yeah. So at the end of the day at Temple on Sunday, he was just fucking devastated because that was the worst show ever for everybody. I mean, there was five people in the building at four o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, he was like, some, I'm going to figure out why. There have been some shows lately that have had five people all day long. Not Herb shows. No. But some other shows. And he figured out why. And Lafayette was I turn, turned around. Yeah, Lafayette did great. He figured it out. And he 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 accredited a lot of what happened Saturday at the store to his you know figuring out the the advertising issue that was going on. 
Well, they they killed it at the store. Sales wise that day, they killed it. Yeah. Um, it's a good launch. Yeah, and and like so they, right. it was packed. And it was nice. It was, it was nice to see that. Like I said, it was fun for us because we got to hang out and, and we That's don't right. normally get to talk all day long. Yeah. You know, without having to stop and do a bunch of other stuff. So that was fun. And then just seeing, but that, that also tells you how it is at Herbs. And again, we, we gush on them all the time on the show and people can get over it. But the fact that so many vendors showed up that don't live near Brian or College Station and they were, don't live in that area and they just showed up just to be there for a few hours. Yeah, I don't know anybody that wants to go to Brian College Station. <laughs> I, I'll pass. But, but we all did. Yeah. I mean, that, that right there tells you a lot. And then uh, James Bergoli was there, and that, that didn't hurt sales, which is amazing. I, I know. I had to see James Bergoli's ass while we were recording. <laughs> oh. So anyway, listen, we did As a- he types, he takes it hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. J- James did say in the chat, I can tell you firsthand, being a good friend of his, his heart hurts when he can't get the business for his vendors. Being, he takes it hard. Shut up. Um, he said all those things. Um, and yes, 100%. I mean, Sean just, then that's why, you know, I hear people that do some of the other shows. Some of the other shows are really good, but I hear someone talk about how unorganized they are. And, you know, yeah. I know what my tables are for January we, Conroe. Say we right know, now. we know, yeah, months I mean, and months in advance. Like, I picked tables today for January Conroe. That's a month and a half away. Um, I already know my tables for Austin, my tables for. Yeah, there, there are other shows we've been told people walk in and they ask the show promoter where it's on tables and goes, oh, I don't know. Will these tables work? Yeah. And they'll just point in a random direction. Yeah. Like that's, that's chaos. Yep. Yep. So, uh, that's, so with that said, we also need to talk about Lori. A lot of that is because of Lori oh, when yeah. it comes to tables oh, and all the, or- the organization and all that. Yes. Is Lori. For sure. So who we're going to force to be under. We got her on the podcast. Uh, you did. I well, you you already left. But she was on there a little bit for our our bonus episode that we recorded while we were at hers, which has the fun ambiance sound of people in the background buying shit. Yeah, and James Bergoli's ass, and uh, JT leaving at one point. Yeah, J- J- JT's on there for like two seconds. You can hear him in the background saying bye. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, back to Reptile. Let's talk about Reptile a little bit because there's you've had several things lately, and uh, JT brought it up. Other other JT John Grant. We'll just go with John Grant. Brought it up in the chat talking about the boxed cocoa, which is a new thing you had started. We talked a little bit about it this weekend. So, I guess, explain the whole reason for that, because it's different than what everybody's used to when it comes to ship in the bags. Well, we've had... Uh, so, when we process the coconut, we'll go through... Uh, the guys have, have, like, made this into a science. And by the guys, I'm talking about, like, Austin and Matt Delarosa. Um, those names probably ring a bell with a lot of people. Yep. Um, so those guys are like coconut geniuses, right? Like I literally said, build this and they just took off on it. They built this whole, like they built contraptions for everything. We've ordered some commercial stuff in the meantime, but it started off with, uh, them just given a general like hey this is what i want to see you guys figure out how to make it happen and here's your budget and they took that and they ran with it nowadays they come back to me and they're like hey look 
I don't know what's going on overseas, right? We have this uh, density issue with the baby chip. The baby chip is coming in, and they're like super like scientific about it now. They're like, baby they're, they're now scientists. Out. I know, I know, right? They're like, um, it's it's lighter. It's lighter. And they're like, well, I mean, we can weigh it, but like when you're looking at chips, it's like you know whatever. 0.3 nanograms lighter than it was before. I'm like, holy shit. Like they're and so the way it works is they they've they've done a lot of sifting and they use a lot of fans and um a lot of contraptions that they built that work they're they're genius. <laughs> um but they've gotten to the point where they're like they they will turn a block and we use blocks. We use just a regular breeder block for everything that we do for ready chip. Um, they can literally turn that into about 20 different products. So, uh, so we have our main products out of that. And then we kind of have some side products in, for instance, one of those side products is what we call short strand fiber, which is an inch, an inch and a half, just fiber. And it's not a hundred percent to my liking to where we would put it in a consumer package and sell it as fiber to whatever industry. It could be, you know, reptiles. It could be, uh, I mean, it's huge demand for it and like familiads and high end orchids and stuff like that. Uh, even like, I don't know, uh, bird people like it because they'll use it for nesting material and stuff. Um, but I'm like, well, no, our dust content's still a little bit, not exactly where we want it to be. Give it three months. And the guys are like, no, sell it. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not going to put it in a pack. Here's what I'll do. Uh, if somebody wants it, uh, I'll figure it out. And sure enough, like everybody that comes by, uh, we'll, we'll sell a chip out of the warehouse and we'll sell, you know, you know, rats and all types of stuff going on. But uh, people come by and they'll happen to see a product. They're like, you don't know, like, it's just sitting off on the side. And they're like, what are you doing with this stuff? And, you know, we're still working through it. And they're like, oh, dude, I, know, I want that. <laughs> and like, well, right now it's not quite ready. So they're like, well, how much would it cost? And then people, uh, you know, people online heard about it. And they're like, look, look, hey, check it out. Just throw it in a box and send it out to me. <laughs> I'm not... You know, this is not a professional. I, I don't feel right. So they, they're like, dude, dude, just, you just do it. Okay. <laughs> so kind of just have a side thing going like, okay, well, here's fiber, but it's not dust free. So if you want, uh, if you want fiber, there you go. And then it started, you know, it started building into like chips and fiber. And then it was more of a repti chip type of mix that's a little bit cleaner and so we kind of have a tier system with that and now it's uh, it's about to go to just assorted chips that aren't sized so all different yeah. types of chips uh, that are dusted and everything so now I don't know it's kind of kind of taken off and it's kind of just you know you gotta at some point you just gotta do what customers want and not worry so much about what you're your vision is if they people want it, then so be it. Yeah, I use the I use the regular rep chip, which I actually bought a bag at the herp shop this past weekend. 
I've tried the the baby. I know, you, you should, you should just. <laughs> you bought it, but where is it still sitting? Oh, no, still sitting there. Sitting I almost on. grabbed it and carried it up with Tucker, you. When I was coming you should have brought it. I've been waiting well, for somebody came, to was, bring it. Well, when I came upstairs, I brought up Robert's chair. That's one hand. You couldn't carry the rep shift in the other. I had my drink in my other hand. Oh, whatever. Shit sits on my stairs for days before anybody else brings it upstairs. No. (laughs) Someone else can bring it. If I change shirts downstairs, it's hanging on the banister till probably till Rachel puts it up. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I was saying I use the rep chip, but I also I bought when I when I got that when that focus cube cage. Well I say one when JT Somehow got me that John focus, Grant. John Grant got me that focus cube gauge, uh, and I put the house snake in. I wanted something smaller than the rep chip, so I bought the baby chip. And we already talked about your rep chip in the bathroom, McGurley. And mixed that in with some dirt and everything. I really like the baby chip. That stuff's really awesome too. Mm-hmm. That small, yeah. the smaller stuff. I'm, I'm I'm impressed. There's there's a lot of people that use it for a lot of different things. Like like I mentioned, like the uh, orchid people, Al, like. The reason we invent or invented, the reason why we uh, started creating a product of Ready Chip, Ready Chip was essentially just a, all we were going to do is remove fiber and dust from the, the breeder block and the size of the chip really didn't matter. Um, started doing that and uh, because, you know, some of our uh, consumer I guess information was coming back like, Hey, we want it. We just want it fiber free. Okay. So we started making different sides of chip. It was originally just already chip. And, uh, uh, like the, uh, the, the orchid people and like the, they, it just took off with them too. <laughs> so like, and now, and now people love like the microchip and the baby chip and some of the repti chunk yeah. and the really, the ready chip, which is just like a medium sized chip, it's sorted and graded. It, it was our original, like, Hey, this is what we targeted. And it took us a year and a half to get there. Like that's just like a baseline product. Repti chip bag, which is still a cleaner pro- product than uh, the block. Uh, if you break it down, we still blown out dust and stuff, but it has fiber and different size chips in it. Repti chip bag product exceeds uh, sales volume of Ready Chip. Ready Chip is probably our uh, like lowest end seller. I mean, still does really well. <laughs> but like, we're like that was the whole reason why we started doing it, and it shows how uh, how diverse the market is. Like, there's a lot of different applications for it. So it's kind of taught me something along the way. Gina mentioned she uses her ready her rep chip in her isopods. And I do too. I use rep chip mixed yeah, in with my do. isopod dirt because it holds moisture. So it's great for holding moisture in your isopod dirt. Yep. Might try microchip for that too. A lot, a lot of people like microchip with isopods, um, which is a very, very small, very small chips and fiber mix. Yeah. I don't know. It teaches their own. The beauty of it is like we're getting to the point where people are like customizing blends. Uh, that's maybe, so cool though yeah it is it is really cool we're uh we may be introducing i don't know we've we do experimentation with everything we do so like research and develop uh, uh, even before the block came to market we had nine months in uh with different blocks and different coconuts so um 
that is one thing that we've always, I feel like we've, we're solid at. We put a lot of time and effort into making sure what's, what's coming down the line is, is real. We may be bringing in a different type of product, uh, and then potentially mixing it, uh, as long as we can capture the, the benefits of coconut and this other product. So I think there's a, there's a lot of things kind of in the pipeline for Repetition. Well, one of our questions we asked this week, I think will go along with a lot of that. Uh, we did ask our listeners, what is the major change you would like to see with commercially available substrates in the hobby? Um, a lot has changed, especially a lot of the, the coconut and everything has really changed. A lot of people have really switched to that. It's fixed a lot of humidity issues for people that people have had in the past. And not everybody's having to use Aspen for everything anymore and the animals not shedding. But some other things we got were, uh, Brandon P said, I'd like to be able to buy Reptichip. And again, this was without me, without me mentioning Reptichip at all in the post. So I'd like to be able to buy Reptichip at any pet store. The more beginners would see it, more beginners would see it and hopefully use it too. I'm a huge fan of Reptichip. And then John Grant said, most mom and pop stores do carry Reptichip, at least most that are worth their salt do. Which, uh, which he does. Yeah, he does too. I, I, or I, they do. Callie Grant. Callie Grant. Don't. Callie is. Only yeah, Callie she will out. cut you. <laughs> she is 50 to 75% of that operation. Yes. <laughs> and if you go to, go to the bathroom at uh at the Herb Shop, you can pick up some too. And it's John Grant. So just go ahead and get it. It's already paid for, I'm sure. So, how about it? I uh, think um, the thing about pet stores is when we launched Rapid Chip, we do things very asymmetrically so typically a manufacturer or a brand might just try to get as much traction as possible so they'll go try to appeal to big box stores and what happens when you appeal to big box stores is they will eventually direct you to a regional distributor of products like central pet i don't know if anybody's familiar yeah. with these. there's big regional uh controls over yeah, there's like there's like three big reptile <laughs> companies right. animal care product companies mm-hmm. and, and nothing do. nothing wrong with that they do a great job at what they do however i didn't want the company to be beholden to anybody but me basically <laughs> um <laughs> i don't once you start getting in bed with uh larger companies you have much less control Yep. Uh, we have a hundred percent control over who the product's going to, where the product's at, what people are paying for it. Like the other deal is once you get in bed with other companies, they, they have a lot of leverage and manipulation over you and your product. So, uh, those were always big concerns. The biggest thing for me though was why, why are we, going to outsource when we have a loyal customer base just based on the product. So why don't we just build our own distribution network and uh, use the actual vendors, the distributors, the people that already love the product. Uh, why, Why don't we incorporate them into our program so that they're profiting off of it, not some big corporation? Um, so that's really at the heart of the organization as we developed the Reptichip distribution network. And, uh, that is, if you talk about value in an organization, 
that values people over product that values relationships over uh, business contracts that values your network over uh, corporate desires. Well, and, so, and you go, go that job. route, you, you, that really tries to fix a problem that wasn't a problem. You're trying to go for trying to get into big box stores. That was not really a problem for you getting your product out there. I feel you've done a pretty good job of getting it out there. Right. And then yeah. I'd also worry that doing that would, you'd lose the rep chip name. Cause you watch a lot of stuff when it's in the big box stores, it ends up getting relabeled later on and it's not what it originally was or, the name gets changed. You'd kind of lose yourself there. Lots of influence over... If you're trying to build something real now, you know, it's its own avenue, right? If you want to sheerly profit off of something, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you don't mix qualms about what you're doing, right? So if you want... If your only bottom line is... You know, money or whatever it is, there's definitely a great avenue for you in that kind of thing. Um, I think we wanted to build something bigger. I think we want to incorporate the community in what we're doing. Uh, I think we, uh, I see when I came into the industry, I saw it was uh, very disjointed. People didn't want to work together. People generally, well, were kind of out for their on their own, nothing wrong with that, but there's a lot of benefit in working together on something. And so when I started doing ball pythons full time, uh, we started building, you know, a collective of guys and gals that, uh, uh, kind of bend together, kind of have the same interests, kind of want to, appeal to the public the same way, have kind of the same morals and stuff. And then from there, building Reptichip, exact same thing. We want to do, we want to incorporate, we want to include people rather rather than exclude people. Yeah. Yep. You've heard some of that before, haven't you, James? Which part? <laughs> some of that, some of the things you're saying are exactly exactly how i feel about business yeah 100 percent. i've worked at some terrible companies and uh, i've worked at some a couple of great companies that treat their employees truly like family and treat their customers like family and that's what i strive to do as well and I, maybe that's why you and i got along so well right off the bat i think we did well the problem is that's uh, a hard you know, thing to- i mean like our whole our whole crew over here like anybody that i'm hanging out with you know, if I'm spending time with them, they're sharing the same. We've got a, we're really blessed here in Texas. I don't really know are. what it is about us, uh, but like we have the best damn people and they all kind of share the same vision. They, they're not out to, for themselves. They're out for a lot of different reasons, but uh, we, we're pretty damn inclusive. I agree. 100%. Uh, I mean, our first Herp show, we walked in, we went to the right, uh, spoke to James yeah, and made the, made a left and spoke to you and really? stood there for, I think Rachel stood there for 40 minutes talking to you and she, we walked <laughs> off and she goes, who was that? And I said, that's the guy that owns Reptichip. He just talked to me for 40 minutes and has no idea who I am. I was like, well, must be a good dude. And, uh, turns out I was right about that. Yeah. Well. 
jury's still out, maybe. But <laughs> it <laughs> might, it might still be out for you, but a lot yeah. of us, we yeah. like you. Yeah. Well, see, that's the that's the no. funny thing. Like when you're new to this hobby, uh, there's a handful of names that always get thrown around for certain things. It's so, like Justin Kubota's name is thrown around. Yeah, right. Chris is pretty well known for his podcast. A lot of people know mm-hmm. Snakes and the Fat Man. Everyone knows Rep Chip, and if they know Rep Chip, they know JT. So if you're new to the hobby, those names seem huge, which we've always talked about. It's, it's weird. We're a very small hobby when you think about in the in the large scheme of what's going on in the world. We're very yeah. small. So when we talk about famous people in the hobby, they're really fucking nobody. Well. Six to eight months ago, I didn't even think Chris Eaton would do our show, and now, and now I consider him to be a good friend. So it's yeah, you know. So when you get to the hobby, like it's all relative, right? It's all relative, right? Well, I, I think right. you just need to learn to relative. Like who, uh, you know, if you weren't into snakes or anything else, just another guy on the street, you know? Right? Yeah. Right. right. Like it's all relative. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, I fanboy over all those guys, like. Uh, I call up Kabulka for advice, and uh, he's kind enough to, you know, shoot the shit with me for a little bit. Or, but like when people say the same thing about me, it doesn't register, right? It's just like, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I think more people need to realize if you're at a show and you see one of these people, whoever it is, the name that you've been like, oh my god, just go say hi to them, right? Because they're they're just a person, like Justin Kabilka. Don't get me wrong. He has built a massive business, and he is number one in ball pythons, and he's the name all the. He's still just a dude named Justin that owns some snakes, right? So that's not just with the reptile world, though. That's no, with everything. That's the, the world in general. Because I had that moment a few years ago. For who? It was when my mom and I went to the International Quilt Festival. Shut up! Fucking leave me alone! I can't help it. <laughs> But I, I met one of my favorite designers and she like she was like, take a selfie with me. And I took a selfie with her. And then she was like, here's my cell phone number. Text it to me. And I'm just like hyperventilating because she's giving a complete stranger her cell phone number. How how quilt maker? How dangerous can someone at a quilt convention? Be? Hey, hey, look, those ladies <laughs> may all be in their sixties and seventies, but there were some young people walking around. Right, in their forties. It's all Think relative, about that the right? next time yeah, I make right. you something. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was um, uh, I was overseas contracting, and the year before I was in the military, and the year before my boss's 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 boss was a four-star general. I think it was Petraeus at the time. And uh, General Petraeus, like, we, you know, it was great at us. Like, we kind of got tested on this stuff. Not really, but, like, you know, uh, there was times where we'd go through some events or whatever, and they, you know, you needed to know your shit or you're just going to get kind of smoked. <laughs> anyway, a year later, I'm out of the military doing private contract work and just so happened to be guarding the president of Afghanistan. And Petraeus has a meeting with Afghan or with, with our, you know, with Karzai or the president of Afghanistan, our protectee. And he starts walking in with a, with a sidearm, with a Beretta. I was like, Hey, sir, you can't, can't bring that in here. And he's like, no problem. You know, checks his weapon at the door and keeps going. And I'm like, relative, right? Like a year ago, 
you and I, I wouldn't ever talk to that guy. Like that guy is so far above me. It's not, uh, not even feasible for me to mention anything to him. And, you know, a year later, tell him he's an American general. <laughs> <laughs> sir, American sir, those general. stars don't mean shit. I need your gun. <laughs> Can't walk in to our, you know, <laughs> to our American imposed Afghan leader, you know, oh with a sidearm because we don't trust him with a sidearm. <laughs> right. You look kind of fishy. I don't know what you plan on doing. Well, all That's, relative, right? But like it was my job, and he took it. You know, he handled it, it well. He handled it. He well. handled it well, and I handled it. Tried to handle it well. So was like, In, inside, <laughs> you're going, "Oh shit! I gotta tell this guy I need his gun." Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> when I was a rookie sheriff's deputy on the streets, we had a triple homicide. And they're like, stand here. Don't let anybody in. Write down every detective that comes in. You got to do a chain of custody. And like, you know, leadership shows up because it's triple homicide. We never have that, blah, blah. And they're going to come in and just walk around while the crime scene guys. And I'm like, you know, I'm not supposed to let anybody in that's not investigating. And he's like, well, I'm the major over this division. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to need a supplement report from you then if you come into the crime scene. (laughs) Um... I haven't written a report in 10 years. I guess I'll just stay out here. <laughs> I remember my sergeant came to me later and was like, did you fucking tell Major Benson he couldn't come into the crime scene without giving you a supplement? That's what that was t- the rules. That was the rules, man. He That's was like, right. well, that, I see him today. And he's like, I, he's like, I respected that from minute one when you wouldn't I let me it. in the crime scene. That's and I didn't need to have my, he said, I didn't need to have my fat ass in there anyway. <laughs> just being nosy. Like, right. I just wanted to see the dead people, you know? Oh my God. No, absolutely, right? You were doing the right thing. Right. All you knew. But like like I said, in the hobby, when you're at a show, I remember going to my first Daytona, and Katie was there with me at my first Daytona. And uh, Good times, good times. It was... It was a long time ago. <laughs> I saw I saw those people and thought of them as oh my god those those like twenty years ago yeah now twenty years down the road I'm like fuck they're just people because like Ralph Davis was there and Bill uh, oh, yeah. Bill Clark was there and well it was really and nerd fun like and all it, that it was really fun like three years later when we went on our honeymoon and I had just finished reading the book The Lizard King oh and all the people's and, names like, are in there all these people were in that book <laughs> and I was like what the fuck is happening she's, right now she's reading the book she goes wait a minute do I know this name I'm like yeah you've seen him before in and person. I was like it was crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yes. Uh, so our Facebook user, and I actually know who it is. I'm really sorry. It says, when I see someone from the hobby at a show, I don't want to feel like I'm wasting their time with, with questions they probably hear all the time. And I, I 100% get that because I am that person at a reptile show where I'm like, um, cause I, like you guys tell me all the time, well, yeah, but you're a reptile person. No, I'm married into this shit. Let's just be real. I, I am a reptile person to a point now. You have an MBK? I do. She's so pretty. Um, <laughs> it only took almost 20 fucking years to get her, but it's okay. I have her. Um, but I, I 100% understand that. But I can also say, being the person on the other side of the table, I would much rather you ask me that question that I've already heard 30 times that day than walk by and not ever ask. I, I'll tell you, most people that become well-known aren't bothered decent people are not bothered by someone noticing them it was funny we were at the lafayette show uh carrying something to the door and the dude turned around and goes do you guys have a podcast and we're like what i was like the voices sounded familiar he was he had bought he had pre-ordered Damn, two racks from it. me 
Yeah, he had no clue that it was that's what I was. But he heard us talking behind yeah. him, and he hey, realized this is what happens when I'm on the front register. Well, yep. I mean, some of the best people that are, like we talked about Emily before at Saint Discovery. She's one of the best at this. I've watched Emily try to walk through an expo, and it's oh, nearly fucking her. impossible for yeah. her and Ed to make it through an expo. Right. I felt so bad. When that she day. starts at an expo, you'll see her. She's covered like a hoodie, no Snake Discovery stuff on. Can't see your face because at that point you like have to check yourself, and you're like. Wait, is that? And so you're like second guessing whether or not who yeah. at, who you saw walk by mm-hmm. or whose voice you heard, and uh, yeah. But but I've watched also watched when she's not covered up, and she will stop and talk to every little kid that wants to take a picture with her, or yeah. every adult, every adult, Tracy. Renee, who is somewhere, <laughs> totally fangirl. Tr- Tracy was standing behind me at the table when she was like, when. Are we going to talk about fangirl moments? Because we can totally talk about second, James I'm making, and I'm, his. I'm making fun of Tracy first. <laughs> so we were at Conroe, and Emily walks by, and she goes, "Is that Emily?" I was like, "Yeah." She goes, oh. I was like, "Go say hi to her." Right. I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like, "I've talked to her. She's fine." So she uh, went dinner with her. Yeah, and she, ended up, she ended up going off to say hi to her. She has a picture with her. She was. Yeah. I remember when you first started the podcast, and y'all had Joe on. You and Carly did. And he was like, y'all were at Tinley and Carly yeah. got fangirling. And Joe was like, they're just fucking people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just people. Right. That's all right. James had his fangirl moment. And I'm Ooh. pretty sure it was a Conroe show. Ooh. When someone told you. Oh, because that's Tracy Barker. It doesn't matter. You still fangirled. <laughs> Tracy you were Barker. on cloud 15. Tracy Barker. Right. How can you not? How Tracy. can you not be a fangirl of Tracy Barker? I didn't know who she was. But her and I had a lovely conversation just about life in general. <laughs> She told me my snakes looked amazing, and I'm telling you right now, it's the highlight I've ever had of keeping snakes. <laughs> I've, I've had lots of I stuff I believe happened. the word used was flawless, if I remember correctly. I, 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 Go I, ahead. Toot I, that horn, baby. It was. It was. <laughs> I do love Tracy Parker. I mean, when, when the person literally literally wrote the book on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm with you 100%. Well, then when he told me who she was, I was like, oh, that's cool. <sighs> and then I told you there every all day long, every day. Tracy Barker, total fangirl. She comes mm-hmm. up to work your hip. <laughs> she's an yeah. idiot woman, right? Yeah. Well, does it help that he's he's taller than you are? I mean, not by much. Oh no, the he is. I, the first time I ever even met slash was introduced to Tracy Barker, there was a there was a guy at a San Antonio show. That was like super cheap on everything. Um, probably eight years ago. Um, and he was just kind of blowing out a bunch of nice animals and they were, they were really decent. And, uh, I'm like, okay, how much for all of this? I'm a customer, right? How much for all of this? And he's working me up a price, and I'm literally like this. How much I want all of this? And this little lady walks <laughs> under my arm, <laughs> like already writing a check. And I was like, "The fuck's this bitch?" Like <laughs> 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 the guy behind the table is like, "Anything for you, Tracy? What do you need?" She's like, "She bought everything." <laughs> Like, you know who she reminds me of? And wow, I really hope wow. that she like secretly listens to our podcast. Have you ever seen The Incredibles? Oh, the No Capes one? She's the designer no. that everyone worships. <laughs> and she's tiny. And I'm sure she's feisty as mm-hmm. shit. Oh, I, I've heard, I've heard cool stories of young lady. Crazy. Like, she's she so cool. watches UFC. 
See? Does she really? Yes. One hundred percent. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh yeah, she's in the. Oh, she's in some just interesting. I mean, you would talk about judging a book by its cover. If you, you know, like you would think, the little lady. No, no there's a lot going on with. Oh, yeah. I love it. But like I said, she's one that I mean, she doesn't do a lot of shows now. But if you do catch her, she'll at a show, she'll talk to you. I mean, if you've got Girl something, power, man. If you've got something to talk about, she'll talk to you. I sit there and talk genetics with about snakes with her for a while. And it's that, sad, like, uh, you know, ninety percent of everybody in the hobby now probably doesn't have a very good clue who Tracy Barker. Is. It's a shame. Right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, so and that's a legend that's like sitting there at the at the table. You know? well, one of the first. Uh, one of the first kind of big people in the hobby I met, I didn't realize it was a big person. It was a very small show. It's where I bought my first uh, snake ever. And uh, they did these little, every 30 minutes, they did these little educational talks. And it was Kathy Love, Kathy and Bill Love. And anybody mm-hmm. likes corn snakes. Mm-hmm. Kathy Love is like, mm-hmm. at one point, was the person. And she was Miss Corn. I mean, right? She wrote yeah. the book on corn yeah, She snakes. wrote the book on it. The morph- I've got several of them on the bookshelf. Yeah. Uh, and it was just her sitting at this little table. And then she'd go up and talk about corn snakes. And her husband's talking about his trips to Madagascar that he does. And I'm like, and then I went to Daytona a year or so later. I was like, oh, shit. I, I remember her. that woman's way bigger than I thought she mm-hmm. was in the hobby. But, I mean, like Joe's had her on his podcast. He talked to her. And mm-hmm. she's she's very down to earth. Um, but that's another name that just disappears into the ether. Like, no one. Yeah. She was huge. Like, that, that, the, that, when it came to corn snakes, she was huge. Yeah, most of the youngsters coming up now, they don't know who Ralph Davis is. They don't no, know. he was. And, and Bob Clark is. Ralph Davis know. was, like, the king when it came to Ball Python. Right. He even had a crown on his uh, fucking Ball Python. You didn't do anything without reading his journal before. You remember that? Like, where you're, like, he had, like, rock star parties. Yeah. Right. And you were, like, ooh, what's going on lately with the journal? I hatched out some phantoms. <laughs> I was, like, wow. Amazing. I just those those names. I feel like need to stay in the hobby. They, yeah. they, they. We are not where we're at now. There's not some dude buying a blue eyed Lucy for almost fucking nothing, keeping it in a shoebox under his bed now, without those people doing it when they cost fifty thousand dollars. Have you listened to Chris's latest episode with Abby Show? I haven't. No. Yet. Uh, it's probably one of the best episodes. Ever. Is it? And uh, they talk about how Ralph would show up at like Daytona in a sports car with like four models, yeah, and party all weekend. And then he was selling the dream. They said, I mean, he Albie even says that nobody sold the dream better than Ralph. Yeah, wasn't he like a construction uh, worker? He called. He called. Yeah, Pete yeah, Cole. yeah. Pete, Pete for sure. Was, uh, but you, you would have to be there because he doesn't. He didn't. He wasn't the online guy, right? Right. He would have to be at Daytona or uh, yeah, actually just Daytona, I think. Um, but Pete's name will live around because of albino boas. His name is stuck to them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yep. he's done so much more than the albino boa. That's just where his name stuck. I mean, pies Pie. and everything else. Pie, yeah. yeah. I mean, piebald's like whatever, probably maybe arguably the most prolific or popular ball python morph. And everybody that knows ball pythons knows an albino. They know a pie. A pie sticks out, right? Well, and like we talked about, Kabilka being the big name in ball pythons, he's relatively new when you talk about these other guys we're talking about. When you're talking he's about new compared to these guys, I mean, yeah. Kevin McCurley right. and Ralph Davis, and, and he's Carl. also lasted and been relevant, right? Like because uh, his business, the way he looks at it in business, is mm-hmm. different. Those his guys' business model is the business model. Like if you aspire to be in ball pythons, 
study him. Don't study what he produces. Study how he does it because right. uh, he is the, the brilliant mind in business infrastructure, in uh, like future operations, like uh, where industry is going, what what you need to do to market and not only succeed, but be cutting edge. Um, that is, you know, and we all get into it. We love the animals and there he is brilliant at what he does. That's another thing is he has that vision of, you know, putting things together. But at the end of the day, do you, um, you know, we can all fanboy over his animals or in, in, in his combos and stuff like that. But what it, what you got to ask people is, do you think you see the stuff that he fails at? Oh, I'm sure there's tons of shit he's failed at. He's got to, right? There's yeah, no way to have sure. that kind of numbers. Hits, nobody hits every time, all the time. He's going to show you what he hits. He's smart. He's going to show you what he wants you to see, right? And he's not showing um, it to you till he's produced a bunch of them. Well, yes and no, right? Like, I... I think that's one thing about being cutting edge is the volume drops off. Otherwise, if you're producing to sell, you are going to produce those powerhouses and be able to, and he can't do that. Yeah. He can't do that because he has to continue being cutting edge. Yeah. So there's two things there's. And so when people come in and into the industry and they're like, how am I ever going to compete with Volco? You're like, no, 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 no. What's you won't. He works Nobody at, will ever compete with him. Well, he works in a method. Uh, his business rich. method is sell three snakes, make 150 grand. <laughs> not sell 300 snakes to make 150 grand. And, I mean, and, but, but, his, but his but his three snakes like, change the whole hobby. He didn't. I mean, let's face it. Kabulka is not going to have to ever. Uh, I mean, he's going to sell everything every year. Yes, but that's because he is cutting edge. There's no. And he's so far ahead, right? He's going to keep that edge. He's going to continue investing. And the guy puts his money. You talk about somebody that puts their money back into the industry. Like they're buying animals. He's buying animals, selected animals from the industry that, uh, like, you know, maybe a small breeder may, maybe, you know, whatever it is. Same thing with Aussie. You could say, I mean, like those guys, they have slightly different business models, but they are both absolutely brilliant about what they do and they are getting the return on what they've put in. Yes. And when we say, Oh, it must be nice. You know, I've heard that kind of thing before yeah. I hear that with Reptichip or whatever. And I'm like, mm. yeah, it must be nice. But when you look at those two, those guys have been in 20 years, like slugging it out. Do you think they started where they're at? That's, it always gets to me like that, that entitlement or that must be nice thing. Yeah, those guys started where we're at, where you're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that must be nice right. comes from jealousy and a, 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 hint, a hint of knowing that you're lazy. Because when you see someone who has achieved what Justin has, and they're at the very beginning, they can be there. Someone can get, you may not be able to get there right now, but you can get close. Right. But it, it takes effort. It takes effort. You can make a brilliant lifestyle out of it, right? There's nothing holding you back. What I love about this industry is, one, I won't say it eats its own, but if you're in it, 
just solely for money, you're not going to last very long because it's not, it's nowhere near as easy as it looks. Two, you're going to have to be smart and you're going to have to make good financial and business decisions. You're going to have to bring everything. You have to bring it all, right? If you want to be at the cutting edge, you're going to have to bring it all to fruition. Yeah. Um, and if you are just good at everything you do, you're not the best at anything, but you're, you're, you're above average at, you know, you care about customers. You want to build a business. You want to do it right. You don't focus on back end, not everything that's sexy. You can have a regular boring drum of the mill business and you can make a good living off of this business because <clears throat> it's not as hard as we want to make it out to be. It's not compared to any other business in the world. Any other business. No, oh, 100%. More other businesses. This is not a hard business to get into. No. No. No, the barrier to entry is not high. Mm. At all. Nope. Doesn't take a lot to breed animals. It doesn't take a lot to, uh, you know, market yourself, treat people fairly, just do what we're supposed to be doing in life, like treat other people well, take I, care of people. I think it takes know, a couple of things that are not not tangible physical things. It takes one effort. Everything in life to do well, I think, takes effort. The other is a vision. It takes a vision because when you look at – we talked about Ralph Davis selling a dream, and he was great at it. That is not the same dream that Justin bought. He did not he's he did not do business that way. And that's not a knock on any of those guys in the early two thousands who did business that way. There was a lot of I remember seeing ball pythons for fifty, sixty thousand dollars, but realizing that no one was actually I say no one. A lot of folks weren't actually paying that for him. It was Ralph trading Kevin a fifty thousand dollar snake for a fifty thousand dollar snake. And mm-hmm. I, and and then at night they were going out and having a lot more fun than others. Whereas Justin did not run business that way. He is not spending money on what Ralph Davis and all of them were right. at a show on Saturday night. That's not where his money's going. Right. He's going to put it back in. He's going to build that business. He had a vision of where it needs to get to and how, what he needs to do to get there. And he probably ate a lot of ramen noodles. And, well, he's a rock star now, right? Yeah. Like fast yeah. forward 15 years. Like, I mean, Justin, when he was coming and I, you know, I remember a lot of people remember Justin kind of, just watching, you can kind of watch as he was. I remember Ralph Davis even talking about Justin, one of the deals that they were doing. You know, okay, this guy's on the map. I remember Justin like at shows buying yellow bellies, just just online stuff, not first, but online stuff, buying yellow bellies because yellow bellies was you know we realized that yellow bellies are making ivories and that was like the new thing, right? Um. To see how far he's come in a really a short period of time, the testament to not only is he a brilliant, well, he does a lot of things brilliantly, right? He does marketing, especially brilliantly, but uh, organization, like, you know, he brings everything to bear with it, but it's not, he's smart enough to know when uh, uh, he's, he's like, I will bring it to my limit and then I'm going to hire a very specific expert in this field. That's, that takes, that takes some superior intelligence and knowledge mm-hmm. to be like, Hey, I'm really, really good at this, but to get this much better, we have to, you know, 
we're going to throw out an incremental amount of whatever funds into this or whatever. He knows where his limits are. And I mean, like talk of, I mean, I could sit here all day long and, and talk about Justin. I'm, I'm just, he's just such an impressive person on the side. He, uh, he races cars and does stand up comedy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's an impressive person. Yeah. Look, and I'm one of those where like, I don't, the snakes or whatever. I just want his facility. That facility. <laughs> every time I see videos, I'm like, that's amazing. I don't, you can have it's all, all the right? It's all well thought out. It's yeah. Like, it's like for 10 years, you're thinking about exactly what you want to put together. And he did it. Yeah. It's, we got way off from the question that I originally. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's go back to that. That was a good talk. I'm good. I want to go back to some of these though. Again, the question for anybody that was listening half hour ago when I talked about it is what is a major change you would like to see with commercially available substrate in the hobby? Another one, uh, was a pre-made sand soil mix for overall better quality. Um, that's all tricky because people like it, their mixes on soils and sand. Like it's, it's very iffy depending on the person. They, they want it their way, but. I would agree some good mixes would be nice. That way people aren't going out buying the wrong stuff. Uh, Ryan also said, plus getting rid of calcium sand. That stuff should just be chunked away. And hot rocks. Like just yes, calcium sand and hot rocks. Just go, throw it, go somewhere and die. Just throw them away. Uh, Drew Schultz said, large. this one will be interesting for someone to do. Large quantities of clean leaf litter available from retailers. Tired of paying 10 to $20 for a gallon Ziploc bag of, bag of oak or magnolia leaves. Um I've, I, there has to be something with the sterilization process that's expensive. No, it's just hot. it's just heat. You just heat or cold. I know, but why? I don't understand why there's because because you can pay you'll you can get it because people will buy it I guess at, at a show. People will pay that much for a gallon Ziploc bag of that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, if you I I, I kind of agree though with Drew, like that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> let me let me, uh, let me mention the flip side of uh, that, and I have no idea about what it takes to collect up leaf litter, put it up back. It seems very easy on the forefront. Um, but like anything, if you, if you want to do it right and there, and we start talking about sterilization and you're probably then looking at, um, like complete, like you probably want a complete type of leaf. You don't want like any other, like, I don't know. I don't know how in depth it goes, but you don't, I'm sure you don't want fragments or dried leaves crunching up in a bag and stuff like that. So then you're talking about, uh, preservation prior to packaging, packaging, shipping, and all that other stuff. Um, there's a lot of costs into something that seems as simple as that, that maybe not everyone is just completely aware of. So that's something to think about. Uh, yeah, we all, I mean, it, the, like buying coconut is pretty simple, right? You could go on Alibaba and bring in coconut all day long, right? That's but there's a little bit plan. more that goes into it if you want a replicable, great quality product. I only say that to say that we have, we always have competitors come into the market, uh, and they last about six months and then you'll see them cut out. Um, because of one of those things, it's not as easy as it looks. Uh, there's a lot kind of going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Even now, if you're trying to ship something simple, like you're not, you're not shipping anything in a box for less than $10. Nope. If you put it in a box, 
and it's going down the street, it's going to cost you $10. So those are just some things to think about when we, uh, I do it too. I see stuff on, I'm like, why the fuck does that cost? So, well, there's a lot that goes in that's kind of, you know, not transparent. Yeah. I agree. That's what well, Katie just carried your block upstairs. Oh, good. My rep chip made it upstairs. That's good. Uh, It'll probably cost $10. <laughs> Chris Burns said that he uh, wanted self-cleaning substrate. That would be nice. Uh, Ryan Cox said, and this one's going to be a little iffy here, said, less coconut. I would like to see hemp stuff long-term. We claim to love the planet, but oil plantations are deforesting most of Indonesia. So, You're, you're talking about a different palm there. That's what I you're thought. About, yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not coconut you're, you're talking about like that's palm nut right that's palm nut plantations yeah that's uh which is a legit thing uh in indonesia in particular uh but yeah you're talking about uh oh what what is that chocolate nut thing that all the europeans go crazy over you know what i'm talking about that uh i have to look it up i don't know i'm googling it so we're going to have chocolate although, nut for Europeans? Although I'm really afraid <laughs> of what I'm going to get. <laughs> European chocolate like nut. Like what they make Nutella out of? The Nutella. hazelnut? Hazelnuts? Yeah, hazelnut. hazelnut. I love hazelnuts. Yeah. I know someone who's allergic That's to hazelnut. Nutella and all that. Because uh, well, the coconut cacao. the coconut is uh, is pretty environmentally friendly. That, that stuff grows oh, quickly. Yeah, it's, in all, it's all replenishable several times a year. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and, you know, you're using indigenous population or, you know, third world country labor to develop whole industries behind it. Uh, you're, you're pretty, I'll say you're pretty positive in the eco friendly world. The only thing that you are negative in is once you put it on a ship and ship it over. To our benefit, though, when we pack containers, we compress that same product um, into as much we absolutely maximize space in that. In fact, we have like some of the heaviest containers that are shipped just because we are, you know, it's all compressed and it's all filling up the container. Um so that's where you're kind of carbon negative, negative uh, along the along the route. But when you're talking about renewable resource, you're not talking about you know like Cypress or something like yeah. that. I mean, Cypress is like you're looking at thirty to sixty years for a Cypress grove to grow back uh, in the same in the same amount of space you've produced, like something like ten years of coconut. So. Wow, yeah, I I remember that from previous interviews that uh, that I've heard you do about coconut being pretty re- replenishable and all. So, so yeah, I think, definitely. I, I, definitely. Are you are you seeing what I'm seeing? I know you. I know you're bound to uh, with the shipping issues. I mean, just yeah, I mean, we are we're we need to kill. Need to, we're uh, yeah, yeah, it, and you know, just to put that out there, like our, and I'm you know, I'm trying to you know talk to people without scaring people, but cost of coconut is going up uh, 
significantly. We're paying, uh, I'm paying money now that our retailers were paying, you know, a few months ago. So, um, and that's, you know, two or three levels kind of down the, uh, the distribution network. So, um, in, you know, to put it in perspective, the cost of everything is skyrocketing. Yeah. Yes. Inflation's unreal right now. Uh, if you're in business, there's no way that you haven't been affected by it. <laughs> Some businesses yeah. less than others, but you know, if you're re- relying on anything and you know, whatever, China, uh, overseas, um, shipping, uh, petroleum, any, anything really. Um, so you've got that. And then we also have, so we've got ocean freight, which is significant, which is about 3.5 times the cost of what it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also had some manufacturer price increases because they've been eating the costs for since COVID hit our manufacturer in particular is, uh, uh, I mean, it's a great organization. Like they, when COVID hit the island of Sri Lanka locked down and, um, instead of, uh, you know, saying your, your workers can't work and everybody like, because they're, you know, we think we're in buying for money here. Like there, if you're not working, you're literally, literally starving. Um, they started building houses on at the manufacturing facility and on plantations so workers could still work there. I know it sounds a little backwards, like, whoa, what the big company is gonna Yeah, so you can still work well, now this is doing your workers a solid because otherwise they're struggling to, to live. Um they literally built houses on on facilities out there. Wow. In the meantime. Um yeah, so they they really give a shit about people and workers. Um, anyhow, that's kind of catching up. And I think they took the same, they took the same uh, method that we did as far as all these costs. Cause we've been eating costs for about a year and a half and not passing it down to distributors or retail or anything. Just like, Hey, this is great. Cause uh, we keep the cost same to everybody while our costs are going up. That means, Competitors' costs are going up, um, but we are maintaining our price. And now you have, you know, and it would work brilliantly because you had a superior product at a lower cost than inferior products. Yeah. And you're living the dream for a few short months. Um, and then the, we had some significant price increases that were like, well, either that or run a, a charity and we, we have to still pay our employees and pay the overhead and everything else. So we have to uh, raise, raise costs a little bit, raise prices a little bit, just pass it on down the line. and can't, uh, nothing we can con- continue to eat. So there will be some, some price increases and that's across the board. It doesn't mean just wreck the chip. That means any coconut based, uh, anything that's coming out of Sri Lanka. Um, Consumers are going to have to accept that across the board on everything. Everything. Because you, you start to see some people complain about, well, this costs so much more now than it did. That, yeah. yeah, everything costs more now. It's not All a. It's not a <laughs> These are the people that don't grocery shop for their household. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I gonna, I'm just going to tell you that right there. I had that conversation yeah. with a customer the other day that he, he doesn't understand why I quoted him back in March a price for Iraq mm-hmm. and 
he finally decided to buy it now. And I'm like, I know that rack was a thousand dollars in March, but it's fourteen hundred bucks now. And he couldn't understand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Where have you been living, dude? I yeah. mean, how, how do you not yeah. know? Yeah, it's not a price gouging thing. People have got to go no. up because it costs more. Right. Not, not at all. Charging more and making less. Everything yeah. costs more. That's exactly more. it. Is you know when it goes to the consumer, it hurts. Yeah. And you hear it. I mean, we hear it's. I mean, we hear it all the time. The weird part is like we're, you know, we're 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 trying to do all the little things that we can to make it not hurt as much, whatever it is. If it's we're opening up new warehouses in different parts of the country so that the cost of shipping is less to people or, uh, or for our distributors, um, you know, whatever that is, um, or giving them more value out of quicker shipping. Whereas, you know, two years ago wasn't possible, but any place, any place, um, Anything that's reliant on interstate transfer, LTL, FTL, anything that's coming out of ports, anything that's being sent from overseas, any place overseas, um, all of that has huge significant costs. And more than likely, the business that you're purchasing from is making less money because they are probably having to raise prices they're probably making the same amount of money to keep the business in business. But when you're looking at larger businesses, it's not about the, the actual sheer profit. It's about the margin of those business because those businesses operate off a of margin. Oh, yeah. And when they are adding, so say I make, say I'm a rep-to-chip vendor and I make $2 off of a block every time I, and now my price goes up. 20% and I'm still charging 20% or $2 a block. Well, I'm not making the same margin that I was before. Yeah. I might be making the same amount of money, but I've had to outlay a lot more money to make that happen. So that's the sheer uh, bottom line of it. Your businesses are probably making a lot less money than they should be making in order to keep the lights on, especially at our level. Like even our, even our most, you know, the biggest names in the industry, uh, probably, you know, not flourishing. We're, you know, there's some companies doing very well, but they're not profiteering off of what's going on. Well, that was someone in our chat said, you know, the food service industry has raised prices 10% when prices for them have actually gone up 23 to 40%. So it's a 10% increase for you as the customer, but. They had to increase far more to be able to produce that same thing for you, right? And it's the same across the board for everything. So I just I think people are going to have to realize that's where we're at right now. It will hopefully yeah. not stay that way, but it will probably get worse a little bit. Yep. And to use this term, this is the new normal. This is not. It's not going back. No. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the you know my PVC supplier has been in the game for thirty years, and when he tells me something, I believe it. And he and I, were, we talked for about an hour today, and he's scared. Yeah. Like, because he's not just PVC. He's a huge plastics manufacturer, uh, uh, distributor. He said, um, ABS plastic. We're about to see a huge nationwide, worldwide shortage of ABS. And that's what 95% of consumer plastics are made out of. It's why I can't find rat rack tubs right now. And um, he said, and what we do have is going to double in price. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't I, I 100% see it too. This is a long time coming. This isn't just 
No. Sure. This is just all of a sudden, if, if anybody kind of had an ear to the market or was watching what's going on in the way that we're doing business or how reliant we are on, you know, China, for instance, or. Well, you know, something is now the richest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. The, you know, we can all gripe and bitch about it. Um, in my industry, you know, the concern was, okay, well, we're going to have consumers turn to less expensive material. You know, maybe people go back to Aspen or paper or whatever, not thinking that, you know, we kind of did a dive on it. We're like, okay, well, you know, what, uh, what does that look like? Well, paper kind of rolled out because, uh, you know, the only people that are, you're going to pay more in labor now. Uh, if you're at that point now, if you're, you know, taking care of your own animals and, uh, you want to spend three hours changing out paper every day, that's cool. Uh, but you're not like, I can't bring on anybody, uh, into my business and have the expectations that I already do for less than $20 an hour. Like I, you know, that's like, those are my level of expectations and that's kind of a baseline. And I want to take care of people, but, uh, there's not a lot of solid workers out there. Yeah. Cause you could easily, you could easily go hire two people for the price you pay for one, but you're not going to get the same, but you're going to get out of the one. Yeah. I want quality. I want quality. And that's why I hire, I only hire within the industry, like people that I know, people that I've developed a relationship with. And, um, you know, sometimes that's tough because sometimes you, you – I mean, I've done that not only just my employees and stuff, but also, you know, we do contract work or, you know, if we need, like, building stuff done, like, whatever it is, like, I always go to the network first um, just because we want to be that person. Like, we're, you know, we're investing back in the community in multiple ways. Like, if you have a side job is doing gutters and I need gutters, well, guess what? Give you the first shot at it. That's that's burned us a little bit, but in the end, I think that that's an important. I think we we keep everything in house when we can. Yeah, like, well, no, I'm not going to talk about that yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I was going to talk about something else that was very relevant with this, and I don't remember what it was. Well, again, our other our other three answers to this question that. We started an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> Good conversations, James. I, I know, I know. I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying that it's, it's the same conversation. Uh, they're all quality control. They they want to see better quality control uh, in certain beddings. One of mm-hmm. them, the person actually found a chunk of glass in their in their cocoa bedding, which was not record chip. But uh, quality control is an issue across the board. But I know you. That's a big part of when you decided what company to go with to get your cocoa from originally. Quality yeah. control. Is, no, um, our manufacturer overseas has done great strides in, in, in quality control. Now we'll still see like, you know, uh, we'll still see some rocks in the bedding and we'll still see some, uh, strips of the, you know, plastic type burlap interwoven sacks that they, they kind of put the coconut into when they're gathering coconuts for the chipper and all that coconut strips office. Strip and it goes through, and yeah, I've got a few of those. We talked about that, but I mean, that's you just pick it out there. You're good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty common, but you know, you have people like, Hey, what the hell? I'm you know, buying this for $30 a block or whatever it is. Like, there he is. you know, <laughs> I've expected, and rightfully so. Um, you know, 
harmless, just pick it out, whatever. Um, but it used to be, so when we do big contracts like this, there is it with anything, with any material that you're going into, whether it's, I don't know, you're doing mattresses or whatever, maybe some other wall product. There's a default rate that the manufacturer is like, Hey, this is where we're at. Um, and expect this amount of default, meaning product that's not up to par just because of whatever, whatever industry you're in, like might be spoilage, might be whatever it is, breakage. Um, ours is our, our contracts for 3%. So 3% of all products could have some sort of, and it might be, you know, there's a dime size hole in the package by the time it gets to the consumer. So, I mean, it's kind of, well, do you want to, so that right. was a thing this week that you posted, uh, that I thought was funny. I'm sure you didn't find it as funny when you posted it, but the complaint that someone had about your product was that the plastic bag it came in had a hole. So he was not, he was not able to pour water into the bag. To rehydrate his you cocoa You are bag. fucking kidding me. Right. But then... Put it in a fucking tub, people. But then he wanted a free block. Bullshit. Yeah. I obviously missed this post. Yes. Well, I, I... You know, I kind of struggle with doing... I don't know, posting that kind of shit. I can't. Not, this is why I can't own my own to, business. I'm not trying to blow people up or make fun of anybody. The, the whole reason I post that is, one, I kind of do a check-in of where we're at. Because sometimes, like... I can, I can think something and maybe the, it's not what general sentiment is, you know, like maybe, maybe we're a little bit off base. So I kind of check in there. And then two, I also like to give people an idea of kind of a daily man. Like I get messages like that, but I'm not kidding you every day. Like we have some sort of. Like complete bullshit, we will just throw out. And then we have like, you know, we have legitimate complaints. And I'm like, well, fine, we're going to take care of this or we're going to take care of, you know, I mean, we've come, I, I feel like we've come huge out of pocket to make sure that customers are taken care of. But then you also have the flip side of that, which is, I think is, you know, either scams or people, uh, just with some sort of entitlement issue that that's like, that was. I, you know, I, you owe it to me because I'm like, what package doesn't have a pinhole in it? Or, you know, if you were pouring milk, I don't know, if you were pouring milk on a cereal and you actually poured too much milk and it got soggy, would you message the <laughs> cereal company back and tell them you wanted a free box of cereal? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, that's what I thought of it. I hadn't done the, I, was, I forget who it was that made a video at one point about how to, how to do rep chip in the bag like that. But uh, for the longest time, I just put it in a the tote that I you normally carried it, and I just soaked it in the tote and let it expand in there. This Not is even- where it bites me in the ass. So we did a video on, like, I did a video on, like, how to do 10 blocks in 10 minutes. Like, so the breeders could, like, you know, do it. And we did it in a bag, but in a in a tub in the bag. Yeah. We did it in the bag just to show them, you know, a quick way to do it. Never did we say this is the only way to do it. And it won't work unless you do it this way. Unfortunately, like, unless it's just like any other product that's out there, unless you stipulate every exact thing, and there's always going to be somebody that takes it 
wrong. That takes it literal. Or say, hey, you didn't say that I couldn't eat this. Or, you know, I mean, where the, where the fuck it is? And you're like, 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 when does common sense? Oh, it doesn't have. I'm a high school teacher. <laughs> it doesn't say, fucking exist. Third grade. There's not common it sense is in not third grade. About this. I did a little research. I mean, before we, before I go and put something online, like, this, this person is a teacher as well. Yeah. What? <laughs> that person fucking knows better. Jesus. I see stupidity yeah, all day Jesus. long. I know not to repeat stupidity <laughs> from myself. Again. More. So, so then it has even more meaning to me. I'm like, well, fuck it. This is what we're like. Uh, you know, somebody commented on there about critical thinking skills. Or They're giving us a bad like, name. That's not even critical thinking. That's just, just thinking. thinking skills. Right. Like, that's just oh basics. Goodness. Like, do we have to follow exactly what you've saw? One video showed you we can't think of beyond that in your in your teaching our youth. I'm like I'm like this is not oh, it's dude, not okay. I tell folks all the time the scariest part about teaching high school is I see the future of America and I'm fucking horrified. Look, I my assignment I had an assignment written on the board. It said make a 20 question multiple choice test with A B C D answers. Right, every class I got asked, can I do true false, motherfucker. You can't do true false. That's not ABCDB. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyways. That's what I feel in my inbox every day. Yep. Me too. I get it's I get at least once a week, I get um how much for this rack. <laughs> With the price right next to it on the website. Yep. As yep. a contact contact form. From the website. Well, I love the one where the woman said, that's, that's, hold that, on, that's hold what on. gets me too. Yeah. Is contact form from the, you've been on the website. You're not yeah. emailing me cold. You've been on the website. And they, they're like, well, right. it says that racks $125. And I'm like, that's for the one tub. If you want six tubs, it's $600. But it says 125 And I'm like, click on tub configuration, choose six. And it changes. I don't understand. I've seen the ones where they've sent you the picture, the screen, the screenshot, screenshot with the right price. Yeah. How much is this? Yeah. The fuck's wrong with you? My favorite is what's your best price? That That's that the best price. price. That's, that's why I put it on there. Right there. So you thought, should up it by like $200. Like, this is my best, my best price, price for you. You pay yeah. double. That's that's the best for yeah. me. That's what I did with animals back in the day. You know, hey, what's your best price on this? You can give them $200 more. Yep. I thought you said this. Oh, did I? Let's like, no, okay. we didn't say who it's the best for. It is the best for me. Pretty sure that his snake is hit for normal as well, so the price went up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, it's, I'm, it's scary. But as a teacher, all I'm saying is there's two more days left. Shit, have y'all tried to buy a turkey yet for Thanksgiving? No, we're not buying a turkey. I'm uh -huh. 50 to 60 bucks. Fuck that. My mom I, already bought I'll it. I'll go buy some sliced turkey, make myself a sandwich. I'll be good. She's, yeah. My mama bought my ham already, too. But so I'm I can go to Bighorn Barbecue and get one smoked and ready to go for forty nine ninety nine. So guess what we're yeah. doing? I saw a turkey sitting on a shelf the other day. Not like in the freezer. <laughs> just sitting on <laughs> a fucking shelf. Somebody put it in their basket and was walking around the price tag. And went, fuck that. Sitting on a shelf. I was like, that can't be good. No. Uh, but yeah, as a teacher, we're counting down. We got two more days. So I realized that there's two types of people. Uh, when you're counting down to something. So for us, it's counting down to Thanksgiving break. There are the ones that you wake up that morning, say, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. I wake up tomorrow morning. There's still two days left till Thanksgiving break. Nope. There's tomorrow and Friday. Nope. And then there's the people, I guess, like you that are wrong. They go, well, I woke up today. 
Today's already over. As soon as I count put real clothes on, <laughs> it doesn't count anymore. I got to survive the day. <laughs> nope. I got to get through the day and deal with nope. a bunch of stupidity. That One time at the school, day. that day doesn't count. It's already off my checklist. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> when I was when I was in the military, I always got these damn stories. But I was in the military, being like a like a hard ass course, and you knew like you had seventy days in the course, right? You literally have little boxes written out, like on your little notebook. All you can get is like a notebook, and you have to write everything in there. Nothing doesn't have like a calendar in it, so you make your own little calendar. And you have 72 little boxes and you fill each box in. So as soon as you wake up, you like fill in a little box. Yep. Um, because the reason why is like, as soon as you wake up, you fill in today's box because it's already over. Cause you're always thinking, ah, fuck it. I'll quit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> See, my That's thought is I woke reason. up. I've got to make it through a full day without slapping someone's child. So that that right there, that's a day. I got to get through that first. No, I guess because one time at school, like I'm in teacher mode at that go, point. Go teach high school. No, I like my babies. I still get hugs in the morning. It's great. <laughs> Although so, we did, so a kid comes to hug me, I'm like, oh, back the fuck up. We initiated a new rule today after recess. There are no hugs after you've been running around outside because some of my third graders need to invest yeah. in some deodorant. Also, also a safe rule for teachers. No hugs oh. from behind. No, that's a, that's, a, that's an important rule. No not hugs okay. from behind. I know it's not okay. That's what I'm saying. That's an important rule. So, are we still talking about betting? No, I was going to go to. Uh, no, I had something to input, and oh, I was no, waiting for you to go be ahead. finished. I'll, I would love for things to be more hypoallergenic. I know it is, and that's why I like his product because it doesn't make my eyeballs itch and make me want to gouge them out. Yeah, aspen makes me want to kill myself. But yeah. I still use it for really? stuff. But I, I, I start using my other eyes. people. There are people allergic to coconut. Well, those people. Suck. I know, and so that sucks for them. But I am I mean, not. It, I, this it took me two years to realize. Like, like somebody was like, "Hey, I'm I'm itching. Like, you got a cat? You know? Like, I didn't I didn't know that you could even be allergic to coconut. But I, oh are, yeah. I still use aspen, but this year I switched over to that the stuff. From uh, the Aspen that what's his name sells. Oh, the uh, the stuff you fuss at me when I use. Yes, because it's not it's not expensive, but it's not Excelsior. Excelsior, yeah, that thing's got no dust and it's, it's nice. I know. It's in my bearded dragon cage. It's at school. not like that giant. It's not like that giant <laughs> bag of shit you get from PetSmart in the uh, small animal section that every time you open it, just dust fills the air. I get yelled at a lot when I use the Aspen out of that tub. Yes, that's my it's good like Aspen. Sandy chips. I don't have that Maybe one. Then. I remember Sandy Chip? Do you guys ever? Did you ever use? Sandy I never Chip? used it. I, I was given uh, a yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 like glitter. Except, yeah. I was given a Samboa that wouldn't eat from a lady, and it was on Sandy Chip. And I'm like, I got an idea. Well, I won't eat, and I put it on regular Aspen, and it ate for me the next day. And I still have it. No, I don't. I sold Sandy it. Chips. Yeah. Oh my god. But that was the thing. At one point, well, Sandy Chip. That used to be the substrate. Yeah, right? that was, was the like, thing. It was don't use the cheap shit from the pet store. Get Sandy chips. Yeah, it was like you know cross cut aspen, literally like you know millimeter squares. And it, once you move out of a place, you realize how much it's permeated your house because it will be everywhere. <laughs> I, I realized at that point I was like, mm, mm, mm. no, it's got to be something better. Sandy chips. 
I do remember that stuff. Wow. Uh, oh, so our other question. This is the one from JT. said, what have you done today that makes you better than you were yesterday? And uh, there were some interesting ones, and then there was my stepdad. Today's not a good day to ask me that question. <laughs> uh, Ryan Cox, this is a little uh, a longer one, but he said, uh, Ryan Cox is also the one that won our giveaway last last month. said, I let a deer walk away from me while in the tree stand. Now, why it made me better? I realized the little buck had a rack just like the one his father had killed. Uh, very asymmetrical. He got to see the lineage at work and how the local phenotypes appeared. Kind of like how we see populations of wild anery corns in Florida or pockets of genetic striped reed ticks in Indonesia. It's not a one-to-one scenario, but when I was watching it, those were the thoughts of my brain. Missed on summer sausage, but gained some gained some understanding. Cool. It's cool. Uh, Emily Aminette said, I didn't whine about having to adult and go to work. Good job, because I, I, I whine every day on my way there, and I'm the only one in the truck. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Sometimes that's tough not to do. Oh, it's tough. Drew Schultz said, took the time to slow down and enjoy my animals for a few minutes. It's really easy to forget, especially with a large collection, especially when it's yeah. your job. When it's your job, it's very hard to slow down and just oh, yeah. enjoy it. I remember it. times just sitting in the snake room and being like, like after everything's clean, after everything's done, lights are out, it's probably late at night because that's the time that you have. Sitting in my snake room and going, holy shit, coming along. Yeah. It's a good feeling. I've been there. Those are the those are the nights where James will come downstairs and he'll be like, "You should come look at my snake room." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." After and I'll come upstairs and he'll show me everything that he's done. And yeah, no, we have a few of those nights every now and then. Uh, this one is from my dad. I added to my streak of not giving in to the temptation to beat the hell out of stupid people. <laughs> that sounds Sometimes that's all you can do. Right? I have to say something real quick. That's it. That's your limit. Like <laughs> that's success. I didn't slap somebody today. Yes. I scrounged through every piece of scrap I had in the shop today to build a rack for a guy that desperately needed it. And I'm right at the end of the lead time. He just messaged me, "Hey man, I forgot. I'm going out of town next week. Can you wait until the Monday after Thanksgiving?" Fucker. I'm like, damn. Sorry, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can, of course, but. I'm like, uh, I said, but you need to remind me because I'm going to have a shitload of PVC coming in and I'm going to be balls to the wall and I don't want to forget. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I was like measuring pieces. Okay. Aww. it's thir- Okay. It'll fit on the CNC. I mean, it, it's perfect for that and got it built today <laughs> and uh, boxed up. And so that's fine. It's done. It's done. There you go. You can check you're that ahead, out. You're ahead of schedule. And the only reason was is because he didn't need tubs. He bought it with no tubs. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was the one I was supposed to deliver to in Amarillo. Gotcha. And couldn't go to Amarillo, and it's only a three tub little bitty thing. But yeah, he's like, dang. <laughs> uh, Sean McCarthy said, absolutely nothing, just as bad as I was yesterday and the day before. Uh, Sean Grace had taken a day off. I Good know for him. Feeling the weather. Jeez. Well, I know at one o'clock, Lori said that's that. Big, right? That's was, a big deal when yeah. you. Like, yeah. I know. I, I, like, I, I haven't taken a day off. I can't remember long. Yeah, me either. But that's like a uh, the discipline to do that. Like I, I think it it kind of it kind of changes. Like after you're um, you do this for so long, and you're like, or you, you're in your own business for so long, and you're constantly grinding, working. It's like it's second nature. Um, and then you take. You know, you start saying, oh, hey, I got to take a couple hours and just be, and then that's like a, it's almost like that's a, that's a victory where you're like, I'm going to 
fill in the blank, whatever you want to do, sit by the pool or not, or veg out on the TV or sleep. But to take a day in like, obviously Sean is not somebody that's sitting around. He probably doesn't ever take many days to himself. No. Probably. Not in the grand scheme of what a year, what he does in a year, not even close. So I have a, I have a, a picture that I saw, it was something on a friend of mine shared on Facebook. And I'm really bad about this. I'll be like, man, I did nothing. Nothing was accomplished today. And James is constant, constantly telling me, but you did. You sat around and you rested and you sat or we watched this off the box or you hung out with your kid. Because in my mind, those things are not productive. No, chores. You think you have to do chores all the time. I like to clean the minimum. Um, alternatives to I did nothing. I rested. I chose not to make plans. I recovered from the week or the day. I shortened my to-do list. I had a mental health day. I took a nap. I recuperated. I had some time off. All of these things <clears throat> are things that are important to us and our mm-hmm. health. And that's yeah. for everybody. And we get so wrapped up in our businesses or our, I mean, I'm freaking writing lesson plans while we're doing the podcast. So, yeah. I mean, we get so caught up in everything that we forget that it is okay to do nothing. And well, I don't ever forget that. Okay. You do. don't, but the majority of the world forgets and does not have your sense of ease when it comes to taking a day to lay well, on the couch and watch so TV. I, I was talking to, I was talking to Stephen <laughs> Howdy. I physically cannot do that. I can't. Oh, I, can. I, I can't. It. it drives him nuts because I'm, wow. Like we watched the mass singer last night and I cooked dinner while they watched it in the living room. And then I folded a load of clothes because I could not physically make myself stop and sit down and just be. Still, like I can't do it. Get back there at some point um, because there used to be a time in your life where, like, that was that was relaxing. You could watch a movie. Yeah, yeah. We don't ever watch. She walked in the other day, and I was watching a movie. She goes, "I wanted to see that," and I was like, "If I wait for you to stop and watch this movie with me, I'll never fucking see the movie." That's why I went and saw Venom with Robert and his family because I've. He's like, I want to go see that, but I got to see the I first one. I haven't seen the first one yet. I was like, if I want you to see the first one, I'll never see the second one. Yeah. yeah. That Sunday yeah. was the first day I had taken off in probably oh, wow. four months, and I was still on the phone yeah, you know, a hundred times that day. I'm yeah, going deer hunting this weekend with my son, and I oh, fucking hope good. my phone doesn't work out there. There you go. Yeah. Because if it works. When's the last time you haven't been on a phone? Like this summer. Day? We go to, we, well, we go to an, we go to an all girl summer camp. My daughter and I do, and I work while she's the camper and I don't have signal on top of the mountain. So like when I call to check in with him, I have to call from the phone in the office to his cell phone because I actually know his cell phone number. Um, because of, like I have no signal on my phone. I have no internet unless I'm using a computer that's in the office. Um, and I walk around and take pictures. Talking about it. taking time off for yourself. I was talking to Stephen Howdy this weekend at the show. And if, if anybody's friends with Stephen or actually on Facebook, you will realize they have a boat. I don't know if anybody realizes they have a boat. They scare uh, me with their boat. But it's in every picture every <laughs> other day. But I was talking to them. They take one day a week and they go out on their boat and they do like non-cage building focus cube stuff. So that's how they, they do. They have that one day a week where they go out and they, they're going to relax. They're going to go have fun. Really? Well, it's like right after we had Joe, we we were like, okay, this night is our date night because we weren't having time for each other. And I mean, you know, we had to, we should get back to that. But And, and then we still have a kid, so. I know. We just we got rid of the kid. We had tons of no. time for each other. 
Well, that's important for couples, right? You gotta have, uh, you gotta have a date night once a week. Like, whatever it is. Like, even if it's only three hours, you gotta have a date night. Yeah, you try to get the kid to. I woke up and cuddled with you this morning before he got out of bed. Does that count? No, I was asleep. Doesn't count. (laughs) Doesn't count. I'm still asleep. Uh, No, I'm gonna have date night. It's gonna be night. I don't remember the last time we went on a date. It's normally like grocery shopping. I think think we went to dinner with you and Rachel, maybe. Three hours just for you two. Yes. Yeah. Was Joe with us when we went for Rachel's birthday? No, it was just us four. Yeah, I think it was just the four of us when we went for her birthday. Yeah. So that was the last time we went. Why not? It's got to be. It's not a foursome. It's a. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, fin- we didn't finish the night together. I know people probably think it is, but it's not. We did not finish the night together. No, oh we did God. not. Uh, <laughs> so back to this. I don't want to know when you finished. <laughs> Lori, Lori, so Sean said he took a day off. Lori said she slept past noon and showered. That seems like a day. That seems like a normal day. I don't know what. Good. That's that's probably the day after her birthday, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think no. no. That was the next day. Was the next she, day. she pretty much uh, slept all day the day after her birthday. Brittany Patchett said she showered. So I'm gra- good job, Brittany. Glad Sometimes you. that's success. Like, it uh, is. Yeah, dude. These are real answers, though. I think they're. I think. I think your your viewership is giving you some real shit. Like, like sometimes showering, like that's it. That's the best you're gonna get today, and that's uh, and that's success. Mm-hmm. So. So there's a book. It's based on a Navy SEAL. Um, he well, yeah, he like wrote a, the book like a deep blue like seal, like a seal. Shut up. The name of the book is "Make Your Bed: Little Things That Can Change Your Life." Hands down, one of my favorite books in the whole world. But it talks That's about how McRaven. do what? It's probably from Admiral McRaven. Yes, that yes. Um, he's phenomenal. Like listening to his speech is also great, but the book is great. But it talks about how if you accomplish nothing else in your bed in your day, you can say you made your bed. And yeah. with the exception of this week, because this week has been rough, I do normally make our bed I, I every day I when I leave the house. Beds. I'm going to get back in it, so I don't. No, I need the no, uh, no. It's got to be made. That's uh, that's another guy I disarmed. <laughs> <laughs> he would be a guy uh, I would love to meet and just awesome, sit and talk to. Awesome dude, yeah, he like yeah. listening to some of his talks. He seems like he would be a really cool guy to just sit and have a conversation with. I think so. I yeah. mean, other than passing, you know, I have no, I, I, I have no military connection, so there's no cool. Like I'm just I, a civilian. No, I saw his UT <laughs> speech and I. You know, briefly talked to him overseas, but like, uh, uh, he definitely seems like the kind of leader that, uh, most should aspire to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it, but that makes me think of some of our responses. Mm-hmm. You know, like I ate breakfast today, which was a big deal for me. So that's, a, you know, a win's a win. Like, yes! you know, I, you know, at some point, like some, sometimes making your bed. Yeah. That's the biggest thing you're going to have well, during the day. I guess because I teach third grade. And so I'm with eight-year-olds all day. And so some of my eight-year-olds are not the easiest to work with. And some of them have behavior plans in place because they are troublesome. And like mm-hmm. I had one kid today who remembered to do one activity on his own. He accomplished it 100% by himself. And the girls that sit at his table praised him. And like his whole face lit up. He was so excited because they were proud of him. 
And of course, all the whole table got to pick out the treasure box because it made my heart happy. But oh, I mean, yeah. like it was great because that that's what he needed. You know, this is a kid who doesn't think he has friends because he's a pain in the butt. And that's why he doesn't have friends. But he's learning yeah. how to be a decent human in my class. So tiny miracles, tiny miracles. <laughs> That's where it starts, right? That's where everything I'm trying starts. to get them okay by the time they get to you, James, okay? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Uh, so I want to look at a couple of things that we saw that were on our uh, Facebook group page uh, this week. Uh, this was actually in the Reptiles magazine. I actually got the email today. about There was a thing where they've seen male Montpelier snakes eating the females. Yes! I read that article. It was crazy. That, that seems counterintuitive, but apparently yeah. the males are eating the females. So hopefully that stops. Uh, there was also, I didn't read this one. Max posted, I need to go read it. Storms in Egypt unleash scorpions in people's homes. Oh, jeez. That just sounds, that sounds like uh, a plague. Right you know, yeah, some sort of plague that someone uncovered a mummy. That's what fucking happened. Yeah. Uh, in the reptiles um, email that we got, it was also, there were some tips on taking care of your snakes and your reptiles and like how to keep them healthy. But the photograph that they chose to use was actually, I don't know what kind of snake it was. It was yellow. Um, but anyways, this, but the snake, it had mites and I was like, we've heard so many people are battling with that this year. Fucking mites. Um, but that I was like, huh, it's interesting that they picked that, that picture for the cover. Um, also I posted this one. It's important. Uh, right now over on snakes and the fat man, he's doing a thing where uh, it's a, it's a poll going on. It's a vote. I love you, babe. You have to vote for people that had the 15 minutes of lame. You're never going to win. Shut up. 15 minutes of lame (laughs) this past year on his episodes. I was on one of them. Whoever wins the vote gets a full episode. And my selling point to anybody listening and why you should go over to our <laughs> Facebook page and vote for me is I won't fucking talk about ball pythons. I'm the only one. I'm the only one on there that he's going to have on that won't talk about ball pythons. So if you want a full God. episode of Snakes and the Fat Man where no one mentions a fucking ball python, go vote for me. Uh, I have to try and overcome Antoine and Miri. But <laughs> go vote for me. Good luck, brother. I know, yeah. right? So I'm far, trying. I've voted four times. Two for you, two for Heidi. I love you, Heidi. But oh, I won't fucking talk about Ball Python. Is Heidi up for it, too? Uh, yeah, she is. Oh, that's funny. I haven't should even Heidi voted. On, should Heidi be on 15 Minutes of Lane? Like, I thought she had her own episode or something. No. No, oh, she was no. on. Was she on the Hot Chicks episode? She was. Yeah, she did that. She was on the Hot Chicks episode. She doesn't need to. Yeah, but that wasn't just forget, Hi- forget a, Heidi. She's about to get her own podcast. I'm such a bad friend. Like, ignore I that I have one too. But she's about to have a podcast that's gonna freaking. That's bad. true. That's true. You can't Kill really count her because like she's launched her own thing. Yeah. So it's we're no one, no one's it's counting for Heidi. Heidi even says vote for me. That's just because what? you're gonna make her podcast. I'm gonna make posts that says <laughs> no ball pythons. Just like I'm gonna pick it. Like everybody oh my vote gosh. for James. No ball pythons. Such a mess. Uh. Victor said Antoine's hustling. I know Antoine's hustling, but he's going to talk about ball pythons. I need people to understand that. So, uh, oh, Ryan Gosselin said he read a book called The Secret Social Lives of Reptiles, which, by the way, the cover looks awesome. It's a male gharial with a bunch of baby gharials on top of them because the male is the one that has all the babies. Like, not that have them, but he takes right. care of them. He takes care of the baby. And, uh, like a seahorse. Yeah, except they're not popping out of him. Oh, that's true. Uh, but he says, I just finished reading the book recently and I really enjoyed it. It's interesting to learn about how much we are still finding out about reptiles. What we could discover in the future, I recommend to anyone interested in reptile behavior or just in general. Uh, I mean, let's be real. I'm probably not going to read that. Because no, I but read I anything. probably will. But you'll That's probably cool. read it and then you can give me the clip notes. 
tub. So we actually talked about that at the at the show this weekend. I was laughing because I didn't think I was going to get beyond tonight. So JT, being the wonderful caring individual that he is, was like, "Well, we'll reschedule if you're not going to be there." I was like, "No, no, no." But anyways, I told him I'm really just here to like ask the stupid stuff that non reptile people stupid think to ask. Stuff. It is to me, but it's and then like you know I'm like, "What books have you read lately?" And he brought up a good point. He's like, a lot of people don't read a lot of books anymore, but they are reading blogs or they're checking out websites or they're reading articles that come across to them or have to do with their line of business. So feel free to share those as you find those and um, definitely, and you know. And Katie will read them. Yeah, most likely. And then likely. she'll tell me about them. Pretty much. Uh, so JT, there's some questions I want to ask you. I've been trying, I forgot to ask old Jared Dole last week, but uh, I want to try and ask you every week. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. Uh, and none of them are who would you kick in the balls? Chris. I got a list oh, of those. It's not the lightning round? Okay. Not, no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to ask who do you hate or whatever. Anyways. Who did that? You, James. Who the, he hates who you. The balls? Who was that? That's Chris. Every week. Every is week. Chris, his, one of his questions are, who would you kick in the balls? It's good. Here's one. What is the best advice you've been given in the hobby? In the hobby, not in life. <clears throat> I feel like we should like email these questions or listen to them beforehand so they're not on the phone. Oh, <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. I think I don't remember if it was in the hobby or it was just in entrepreneur. Well, like that's kind of the same. Starting off for you, so, I feel like that would be the same. I think it was always. It was, I'm paraphrasing, it's follow your vision, trust in yourself, and um, it was, at the time, it sounds like just like any other generic uh, whatever, like, hey, trust in yourself, follow your vision, do what you need to do, but like, if I had actually done that, if I had truly followed through with exactly the way that I saw things or exactly what I wanted to do, I think about where we would be compared to where we are now. And I feel like we would be further. So... When you think about what you want and when you're making a break from maybe doing a nine to five or doing whatever your regular job is and you're all in with something, I think going all in has a lot of connotations. I mean, it means financially, it means motivationally, it means like, uh, you know, you're, you're committed to following something through. Trust yourself a little bit more. At least, at least that's that's what I would. That's what I would think is uh, really rely on what you envision and think that you want for your company. Mm, don't jump at some of the early first things that sound promising. Maybe just continue on the way that you're going because that's uh, that's where. You, 
that's where you're going to still want to end up and you don't want to take any other paths along the way, like straight line. That's the goal. So, uh, don't know that that a hundred percent answered your question. No, it does. That, that totally that does. Problem. Yeah. I mean, cause that, that could be, I think that's also a lot of people's problem when it comes to, uh, wanting mm-hmm. to start a breeding, uh, business. Maybe not a business, just a project. People get halfway mm-hmm. through and they decide to, chase something else change something else but if they stay the path oh, you know when it comes to like breeding projects like i'll tell you where the money is the money is finding somebody that's two and a half years in yeah and buying out their collection what's mm-hmm. we'll talk to mary mary's big into the monarch and that she's become known for monarch she didn't she's not straying away from it and that's the thing become known for that thing Right. Be the person that's known for that thing. Because that means that thing you're doing is good. And people respect that. You did it right. Don't be known as the guy that did this and then did that. And then, but you're not actually known for anything. No one's coming to you for it. So The other thing on that is um, if you're thinking about Monarch, understand that Ultramel is better. Is better. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's true. So that's where Mary went wrong. <laughs> that's a true fact. That's... Oh my god! Uh, next question. Well, Zach has a, next question. <laughs> We're not starting Always a feud with Mary. And Ultramel. Ultra, yeah, that's that. Can't really go wrong. Sounds great to me. Uh, here's one. What is the worst advice you've been given in the hobby? Mm. You just take it. Or maybe you did take it. I don't know about <laughs> advice. I mean, you, there's lots of. It, I think worst advice would be following any any sales. Like everybody's in sales, and everybody wants you to buy their their product. I mean, we've uh, I've learned some hard lessons. We went in. I'll share something that I don't think I've shared before. We went in with a cutting edge SEO company, like search engine optimization with a website bill, customized, um, like supposed to be the cream of the crop. Uh, over, over a year, paid them over a hundred thousand dollars and had zero actual Ugh. return on that. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. Ultimately had the same website build and um, even a better return out of a company that uh, does a lot more for, you know, I mean, like, talking about pennies on the dollar or maybe dimes on the dollar but more around probably twenty or thirty thousand dollars all in over the course of the you know two-year contract so we we there's a lot of hard lessons that came out of that um probably too many to kind of get into yeah in depth about there was so many lessons learned out of that like trust but verify um 
you know, if something doesn't seem right, like, don't let it go. Keep going on. And unfortunately, we were in the, uh, I was in the middle of the fire and a bunch of other stuff that happened. So we had that stuff kind of like doubling down and costing us even more money. Bad timing or whatever, I probably would have been on top of it a lot sooner had not, you know, some other life crises come. But if it doesn't seem right, like hit it head on, encounter whatever the problem is, still doesn't seem right and things aren't getting fixed, then alter your, your direction. Like, so I don't know if that's necessarily uh worst advice, but there's a lot of hiccups along the way. Here's the thing. Every, every company we've wasted. I would, I couldn't even recount how much money and time that we've wasted just learning where our path is like, or what the right thing for us is. <laughs> that's, just the nature of the beast. I think that's uh, finding yourself and finding what's important and finding what your company ethos is and also finding out what works, what doesn't work going down some wrong paths. That's going to happen. One of the big things is kind of forgetting when you like, I guess forgiving yourself and, you know, saying, Hey, this is, this is the path. This is what happens. And the bigger you get, the bigger, you know, the bigger your your failures are. So, but there's no succeeding without the failures. So just try to correct as soon as possible. Get back on course. Forgive yourself. Uh, you know, accept that that's part of your forward progress and always march on. There's not, there's not resting on laurels. There's not, oh, pity me. There's not, Fuck it. I, uh, I fucked this up big because trust me, you haven't fucked it up as big as dropping a hundred grand in a couple months and out zero, right? Like that's like, you know, that was a year's worth of profit. So like, let's do, you know, let's do some, some foresight and say, Hey, look, yeah, fucking sucks. I fucked up big. But I'm going to learn from it. It's never going to happen again. And we'll never make that mistake. We'll keep going and we'll experiment with some other things. Damn. We can do it. And uh, it, it, it works. Just take it on the chin. Keep going forward. Yes. Yep. I, I, I would, if I could get back half of the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've wasted in the last two years trying to develop products. I mean, and, and failing, you know, things like this shit is going to sell. And they just yeah. sit on the fucking shelf and don't sell. But that has helped me hone in on what does sell. Yeah. And what works. And well, you know, was it worth it to get where you're at? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm with you. Like, we, I, I cringe at the amount of money and time and effort that we've wasted to get to where we're at. But we didn't know another way. Right. Like, that's what it took to get there. The, the only, I mean, I think as an entrepreneur, I, I hate using that word sometimes, but yeah, I do, I do too. You have to just, you, you have to have that mindset of, I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. And just do it if it works, it works. Great. If it doesn't, okay, we'll do the next thing. That's why I tell people uh, there, 
people ask me, you know, when they're going to start a business, there's a couple of questions that I ask them. And depending on what their answer is, I tell them it might not be for you. Because if you're risk averse, owning your own business is not for you at all, at all. Because you'll you'll end up with indecision paralysis and analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. That's right. Yep. So while while he's gone, I do want to hit on one thing because you talked about spending all that money for the website. I'm working on a new website for us. Oh, really? Uh, do we have a website? We do have a website. It's not up yet. Okay. And uh, and Heidi, Heidi's helped me out with this. She, uh, we're going to have a website for all of our different podcasts, <clears throat> uh, but we are going to have a. It, it will end up being the Gumbo, the Reptile Gumbo Network website, and then the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. And in blue, Reptile Podcast will be on there. Uh, I also have another one coming up called uh, Pint Size uh, Reptiles, which will also be on there. Awesome. It's just Pint Size Reptiles. There's no uh in the name. <laughs> the Pint Size Reptiles Podcast <laughs> will also be on there. I'm also working on a merchandise store tied into it, so you'll be able to get shirts for all of them. Uh, Woo! I can take that off my list. Uh, there'll be shirts on there. You can get blankets. A year and a half later, we can get shirts. Uh, pillowcases will be awesome. on there. Flip-flops. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you'll be able to order. Cool. Um, but that's, I've got a whole week off during Thanksgiving. My plan is to have our, our websites up and running Hell and yeah. our e-store up and going. Sounds like a great plan. Cause you know what? I'm going to be decorating our house for Christmas. By the end of Thanksgiving, <laughs> we will have that website. I've got it. I've started it. I will have it made for all different podcasts. We'll have our e-commerce store up. So but I don't want to say about it. We'll say by the end of Thanksgiving, we'll see what happens. That is my plan is to have a website for all of us by the end of Thanksgiving. Uh, but it has been purchased. You are the. Domain has been purchased. It is the reptile gumbo network.com. So, uh, there are no speedos. Sorry, the place that I'm doing our e commerce is not have speedos. Are I, you sure? Have you checked? I have checked. There are no speedos. That's gotta there. be Lana. It's probably up. Uh, uh, okay. So, let me get through my two more questions. We got JT back. Two quick questions. One, what is one tip you would give keepers to help them take better care of their animals? Some sort of like maybe something you do in your reptile room that helps you, uh, work faster or just something in general that you think would help other keepers? I would say look at, you know, you're, you're kind of, let's, let's talk, uh, Python Pacific. Uh, well, yeah, Python specific. Um, it's been decades since I've done Clubrid, so, uh, kind of Pythons is where I'm at. Um, in order to influence, breeding season or collections or or where your females are at don't just rely on you know typical heat maybe even photos like the light cycle or anything like that um there's a lot of ways to manipulate your collection like you can control you can control is spacing out your breeding season. You can control where your females are going to start developing and uh, you can manipulate all of that. Um, one thing that was a big, I don't know if my dog is just going crazy. Well, Robert looked at me because then he looked out the door because we have a pit bull who's obsessed with Robert every time he comes over. But she's in our bedroom downstairs with the door shut with our daughter right now. But that he looked yeah, out the door to see if it was really. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. I was, and I was like, nope, it's not crazy. our dog this time. Shut <laughs> like, the fuck up. <laughs> she wants attention. 
Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, fuck what I said. Yeah. Still in the show. Attention. Um, so there's a lot of other ways to manipulate your, you know, follicular development cycle and everything. Um, one of the big draws to a reptichip in particular was I was kind of delving deep into some of the other factors like, uh, outside of heat and, um, light cycle you can go into um feeding schedule was big but also the biggest thing to me was humidity yeah so you know um you could literally follow if you're looking at ball pythons for instance you could literally follow an average cycle from ghana or another ball python country um, where you increase humidity uh, at certain times of the year and, and um, it, it's not a long parallel to go from what does increased humidity mean? It probably could correlate to increased rainfall which correlates to increased crops Potentially, which increases prey items, which increases um, python feeding, right? Like, so it's all a cycle. You can manipulate all of it and you can do it using feeding, heat, humidity. Humidity happens to be my product, and that's why I was interested in coconut to begin with. Is I found with my baby rainbow boas, uh, when I was having a little time, tree time, getting them to eat, if I sprayed them down and then fed them, they were more likely to take the food. You know what always got me is like uh, early in the day with like colubrid breeding and stuff, like there's tricks, even though like nowadays, like like the way we keep things nowadays, like you don't need tricks for colubrid breeding, like yeah. put them together and like <laughs> you're getting two or three clutches out of them, you know, like uh, it's not hard compared to back in the day when we we're just learning shit. And one of the tricks was like, Hey, you increase humidity. Uh, when you introduce a male to a female, like we really got in depth with it, even though it was like not not at all difficult compared That's, to well, it's like now if it's a rainstorm, yeah. you put your snakes together. Right, 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 right. I'm seeing thing like I remember being over there with a mister, like, okay, I'm introducing the mail, I'm gonna introduce some rain, <laughs> I need to feel it, we need a, a bump up humidity. Just like, like, like I am course. God, here is rain, turn down right. the lights, here's the here's snake. Fucking corn snakes. We got like yeah, the thunder in the background and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that system I have when you go to the grocery store. Or like some of the grocery stores have the lights yeah. flash and the thunder sound right, and the sprinkles right, come on right, the fruit and vegetables. Right. And back then, I mean, it was you didn't have like MP3, you didn't have the iPhone and shit. You had like DVD. You were like, ooh, we're gonna put in some enigma. It's you with a piece of tin making thunder noises. How ridiculous, right? But like that was it. Like we, like it was a science back then, and a little bit of art, and not really just a whole Hollywood movie scene going on in his snake room. Cue the thunder. Cue the lightning. (laughs) Bring in the rain. Oh. And, um, uh, but I think we, 
you know, once we started experimenting with the humidity in particular, uh, our, our collection responded very well. And we had, I, I don't remember, I had documented someplace, but, the, uh, we had big increase in fertility rate and, uh, clutch rate. So, um, that's, that's a good piece of advice that I guess I would give to anybody that's in this game is don't just follow the typical recipe of, you know, whatever we're cooling down. Like I've even heard it like, Hey, fall Tinley show. That's when we drop temperatures and we raise them up in, uh, in the, uh, spring Tinley show. Let's, <laughs> sure. I mean, if that works for you, great, but like, that's uh, how I do my, my uh, rubber boas, they, they, I quit feeding it in uh, Halloween. I throw them in the cooler at Thanksgiving, and they come back out at Valentine's. Oh, how fun. There you go. When does it start again? Because I'm not excited about that this year. Uh, Thanksgiving. So next week, they go in the cooler. Oh. Actually, I'm probably trying to heat off of them this week. Well, right. After last year, he'll be a little more calm. I'm better than I'm better. say that. Uh, last question. <laughs> what is one big positive you see currently happening in the hobby? There's a lot. Uh, yeah, just one. one. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, regardless of all the bullshit you see online or the infighting or all the, you know, whatever, everybody's got their own opinions and they're like assholes. Yeah, they're all bullshit. Um, I think that we are a more cohesive force than we've ever been in the past. I think that we are more organized, even though we're not, we're not where we want to be, but I think that we've come a long way. I think that we've legitimized the industry in a huge regard. It wasn't, it wasn't 10 years ago that I would go to a feed store and say, Hey, I'm looking for rat feed. And they would be like, uh, like rat bait. Is that you have rat poison? Is that what you're looking for? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You look, you need rat, rat bait. I'm like, no, feed. They're like, feed. Why do you need, wait, feed for, you're feeding the motherfuckers? Why would you ever want to breed? You know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even 10 years ago that that was, that was that redundant feed store. That's not like just one. Yeah. Um, it was just unheard of. And nowadays, like just a couple of years ago, I was going for a hike at a place around here and I hiked up one side of the mountain or hill or whatever we call it, rock here. <laughs> um, and as I'm hiking, as I'm hiking up, I happened to hear a conversation of a kid on the way down that was talking about their ball python. I'm saying, like, oh, that's cool. Um, on the way down, uh, I started hiking with a father and son, uh, you know, unit that was like, you know, hey, what do you do? And told them what I did. And they're like, oh, hey, do you know so-and-so? Cause they breed ball pythons too, or, or whatever pythons. I'm just thinking like, what are the odds, right? Like, uh, it's a lot more <laughs> common than we think. Like, uh, industry is a lot more common. We have a grip on it. It's becoming every day is more and more mainstream. You see actors and actresses with reptiles. 
We even have like, I mean, we have some big names that use Reptichip. We've got NFL players. We've got like legit, like Summer Ray and like Instagram. Like, you get Dwight. I know Dwight Howard has snakes. You can get Dwight Howard using Reptichip. Dwight. Uh, Who's Dwight Howard? What Dwight Which Howard? The center for this. Right now, the center for Who's the Lakers. Who's he play for this year? Because Lakers this year. Every year. He's back to the Lakers. Oh, is he buying from Miguel? I don't know. I don't know what he's. I know he does snakes. He's got oh. snakes because he's been all. He was on tanked twice because he had. Uh, he has snakes. He, was, he likes reptiles. I think that's really. We've cool. got. I mean, like, but there's like these mainstream, you know, celebrities or whatever you call them, uh, in. Like, unbelievably, they use our product. I'm like, who would have thought, like, a coconut thing would be like a thing? They're like, no, we got to have Raptor Chip. My favorite is the uh, pictures of <laughs> Betty White with snakes. There's several pictures of Betty, Betty White, White. Oh, yeah. with snakes. Cool. I love that one. There's one of, like, her and Slash holding yeah. a snake. It's, like, the yeah. best picture ever. <laughs> oh. But, all right, so we have, we have gone past. I've, got, I've had to pee for about 30 minutes. I'm just getting hungry. <laughs> yeah, I've already cut out a couple of <laughs> So, JT, if they want to get a hold of you, so you talk about having a network of uh, Ripper Chip suppliers across the country. What is the best way for someone to find the one closest to them? Uh, just go on reptichip.com and uh, look under distributors, and there's a map. So, you'll find awesome. either your main distributor or a rep that's close to you. If you haven't, just call the ones closest to you, and they'll tell you. Awesome. Yeah, that's it. I said, there's a lot of little pet stores. Uh, uh, no drama. Llama carries them. The Grants carry it. Herbs yep. carries it. A lot of the little pet stores are starting to carry it. Um, it is. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like, of course, like, you know, caveating on what you said earlier is, is not that we are excluding pet stores because we definitely want the mom and pops. You know, not that we're not interested in Petco, Petland, PetSmart, all that other stuff, but they kind of take a backseat to, you know, the people that we know, the mom and pop stores, as we call them. Yeah. Like, that's who would really be interested in having our product. So, reach out to find out your closest distributor. Uh, go visit the mom and pop stores, see what they have. Also, spend money in mom and pop stores. Those guys need it right now, especially because... Yep. They're dealing with price hikes, and they can't deal with it as easy as the big box stores, that's for sure. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. So reach out to them. As far as we go, uh, Robert's going to have plastic soon, so if you need a rack, get, reach out to lsreptileracks.com. And I'm going to tell you that I just got the numbers while we're sitting here on what that plastic's costing per sheet. You better fucking order it now because it's ridiculously high. I tell everybody the same thing. Order your coconut now. Yep. Of course, I don't want to run on it now. Yeah, I don't either. I'll go dry, but like, literally, like, you're looking at, in a few months, things are going to be significantly different. Yep. Yikes. I'm probably looking, I would venture to say, by the end of Q2 next year, I'll be up another 40% up on my prices. But with that said... Everyone's gonna have to else they're gonna everybody. Go if just, if no they way. don't, they're gonna go out of business. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. everybody. So you know, some of the bigger guys, they're operating still on PVC that they bought four or five months ago. 
So when they have to buy their next round, that's when they're that's when they're going to have yeah. to raise. Money. It's still going to come. I mean, you can delay it as much as like we try to do it. We try to delay it as much as possible. It's inevitable. It's going to hit. So get your racks, uh, your orders in with Robert. Get your rack. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, it is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast at Gmail. Ooh, that's our email at gmail.com, but on Instagram, Facebook, uh, anything else? Oh, again, the website will hopefully be up by the end of Thanksgiving break. Next week, we are on Tuesday. We are back to Tuesday next week. Uh, it will be the three of us. We're going to have live call ins. So if you know, because he gets his PBC, I get my PBC Tuesday, Shit. we can do it Tuesday, but I may not be here. We. I was going to say, if we do it Wednesday, I can just call in. It's not a big deal. Can't call in and us have call. Well, we can do. Well, like I could do that. Yeah, we can we'll make it work. We will post it, yeah. but we will do live call-ins next week. Uh, so be ready to call in. We're gonna Product placement. Love it. And in blue podcast. I said she like liked us. your cup. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting here doing the pee-pee dance. All right. So. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Warm we will be back at some point <laughs> next week. Not exactly sure when. Thank you, JT, for being on here. It's been yeah. awesome. Uh, Stick around for just a minute. That is it. Goodbye to everybody. See ya. See ya.